Hello, Jonesy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 35 of Moving Picture Madness, MPM. My name is Matt, the Southern Chunk, and joining me, as ever, all the way up there, is the Northern Hunk, the Beefcake, the Steak, and... How are you, my friend? I'm very tired. Yeah? Yeah, what's going Deja on? Vu. <laughs> I haven't heard this before. What, you tell, tell me what's going on. No, just uh, nothing too big, just not really sleeping great. It's the morning. It's one of yeah. those morning shows. Uh, yeah. Let's we do have, it. We haven't spent an hour and a, an hour just chatting or anything have you mate no 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 No, we just we we come straight on for npm professionalism for you guys this is all off the cuff so um yeah uh, yeah i'm all right i've got a couple of teammates so i'm ready to shoot it and this week we've got um a few people who had asked about this one haven't they mate so why don't you uh let's not leave anyone else on tent hooks anymore mate what are we talking about today we're going to be talking about kingdom of the crystal skull (laughs) uh indie Indiana Jones 4, yes, the infamous Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah, yeah people yeah. have been speaking about this. Uh, there's a bunch of articles I've seen as well recently, which have said, like, Indiana Jones 4 is not as bad as you remember. Mm-hmm. And uh, we obviously got the recent Indiana Jones casting news and that they're going to start shooting soon and that it's going to be releasing and blah, 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 with James Mangold. And... Yeah, so we thought we'd rewatch it, mate. Um, I'm going to throw it to you first. Okay. So, how was your experience on a rewatch? <sighs> well, <laughs> I didn't like the film, particularly the first time I saw it. Again, I saw it at the cinema like, by looking at how much money it made. So did most people at the time. I, and I'd seen them same articles as well. The same articles saying this is, you know, it's not as bad as you think. Or let's let's not all jump on this on the bandwagon of hating this film. But I watched it and. This is bored, man. I mean, I yep. was as well. There were there, there some good sequences in it, and there were some good moments, all... but it's a bit boring, though. That's what it is. It's not... I, I, the the way people talk about it in a negative sense is that it's a terrible film and all this. It's not. It is not a terrible film. It's not this train wreck that everybody talks about. It's just bland. That's exactly it. It's I just a vanilla indie about film. about what's going on, and I can't believe... That it's like Indiana Jones, man. Yep. How do they do it where you're not really asked? They're on this, they're on this like swashbuckling adventure, like they always are. It's it's going for the same sort of things, but like I don't know. I've got a ton of notes about it this time, mm. and again, we don't always do a ton of notes, but for this, it's it's needed because I need to put across what it is. But I don't think the problems with it are in the first. I think the first twenty minutes to half an hour are the best mm-hmm. in the film for me. I like the opening. I, I do. I do like the opening with the the cars speeding along, the army cars, you know, with Hound Dog playing, and they go to the yeah. atomic cafe. And because while all that was happening, I was like, "Huh, well, this is all right." And you get the you get the you get the action scene at the start with the yeah. fridge and the nuke and the, all the stuff, and that well, doesn't bother me at all. I know people don't like that fridge thing. That doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, the fridge thing. I get uh, the fridge thing. I get it's daft, is what I find. I just think it's a bit daft. But it's right. it's more when he stands by the mushroom cloud. I'm thinking. Here's, here's the bit that's more kidding? daft for me, is that people dog on that fridge scene. The fridge scene's fine. What about the scene where he's throwing fucking gunpowder in the air? And oh, the mag- like, magnetised stuff. The magnet thing. And it's not even so much as the ridiculousness of that, because Indiana Jones is not a fully realistic, grounded thing. It's no, got yeah. a lot of supernatural elements in it. But that scene is just weird. What are we doing? Yeah, We're following I, Gunbound around. I like... thought when I watched it on, on rewatch, I was thinking, oh, that's clever of Indy. He's asking for their gunpowder to throw it in the air. So when they go to shoot him, 
nobody's got any gunpowder left, so they can't. So we can make an escape. I was like, oh, very clever. <laughs> Never happened. It was no. just he, he, he was just helping them, and, and that was it. Because when he says it, it, like you said, then it does sound like he's talking bollocks. Yeah, he's <laughs> exactly. like giving you gunpowder so that it attracts. And I'm like, what? And again, yeah, it's it's floating around the room and it looks terrible and whatever else. But yeah, let's let's get the um, good stuff then. Is that? Uh, let me just. I do really like that. Through it, I like the um, the scene in the in the fifties like diner thing with where, Mark, where they yeah. start, with the mutt where they start yeah. the big fight and then the 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 car chase, bike chase, whatever that follows after that. I think that's really good as well. That feels like something from one of the old films. If it's, it's tense, there's, there are stakes, mm-hmm. you understand what's going on. And I think that is, I'll flip it back in, into a criticism as well, is that there's a lot of times in this film, I don't know what's happening. And it's not because it's a deep fucking complicated film. There's just not that much explanation as to it. Like, I don't know. So in the other films, it's very simple. We're looking for the, we're looking for the lost ark. So are the Nazis. We need yep. to get it first before they get the it. The motivations oh, are made clear immediately. Very clear from minute one. Yep. And they're very simple films, yep. the original three. And, and that works to their favour. They don't need to be these complicated things. But like in this, there's a lot of times where they're like, right, we're looking for the Crystal Skull, but why? What does it do? What is it? like?" There's a whole subplot with the FBI, which is just completely sodded off straight away. <laughs> I mean, and even in just in. the moment to moment stuff as well, you know, there's, there, there'll just be scenes sometimes. And again, I don't know if it's just because it's not that great a film, so I'm not concentrating enough on it. But there are scenes when they're just like, they'll be walking around in like some cavern. And I'm like looking at it and I'm like, so what are we, if, what, what are we doing here? And where's yeah. everybody else gone? Like, yeah. and how did they get there? Yeah. Uh, that the the dynasty. No, I agree. That is that that feels like a throwback. It feels a bit like Back to the Future as well. It's got the action. It's got the um. It's got some good humor in it, especially when they go into the library at the end and the students like and uh, Professor at that Jones point as well. I think I like, and, that's great. Uh, Indiana Jones across from each other are working. Yeah, like, and do you know a, what as, as well? Duo. The reason why that the very uh, the, the first op- the opening shots work and like the diner shots work. And I know we are absolutely going to get into this, but I'll just. I'll just touch upon and use a few words, but because they are, they're on set. I believe them. That's why it mm-hmm. feels real because those cars are on a set. Yeah. And Indy are sitting down on, on a, on a chair, you know, they're on, they're, they're, yeah. that's a motorbike. So it feels, t- it feels real. And those, so the, yeah, the, the best scenes in this film, and it's, this is going to sound really silly, but the best film scenes in the film are the ones where they're actually there. Yeah. And this is at a time where this is a bad time for film. We just did Freddy versus Jason. We're talking about, that kind of time of film but this is also a time where filmmakers were so it's like um jeff goldblum in jurassic park F- filmmakers are so obsessed with the fact that they can use cgi they don't step back to think should well, we actually be using 2008 it? this is the year where we got the dark knight where it's got no cgi in. and exactly like, and it you know not everybody it's not everyone's favorite film but it's held up more so than king of the crystal skull because i can watch it and think this doesn't feel dated no yeah, this doesn't feel Man as well. silly yeah, yeah, of course, man. Iron Man it kicked off the MCU, and that looks good. Mm. Even now, it's you know, it's it, it does. It's not. It's not Infinity War or like Endgame. When I, level, when but I it's thought good. of this film in my head, and then even after watching it, it doesn't feel like a movie that came out in two thousand eight. It feels like a movie that came out in like two thousand two. We thought it was early, didn't we? Yeah, I was like, yeah, you said like oh five, didn't you? I was thinking even earlier. Yeah, I was like, this is coming around at the same time as just after the prequel, Star Wars prequel. Obviously, Lucas worked on this as well, and you can tell his fingerprints are all over this certain yeah. films at certain moments in this but 
it's just the, it's just because the, because you have the technology there doesn't mean you should use it. And I think even Spielberg and George Lucas, who make their films based on what they liked as kids. This is them. This You're is not- right about this, like this thing of CGI as well, mate. Listen to some of the films that came out in in 2008: The Happening, Cloverfield, The Day the Earth Stood Still, Jumper, Journey to the Center of the Earth, 10,000 BC, Outlander. It's all those yeah. just crap, it's all those like big old. And I've got nothing against. They're not CGI. B movie. They're just they're, they're something between like well, a B plus movie, they aren't they? Feel like it, don't they? Budget wise, I mean, yeah, yeah. And they just look garbage. Yeah. Speed Racer came out then as well. Spielberg and Lucas love going back to their childhood, and all that, and all this is them is now getting giddy because they can still they can make these films that they wanted to see as a kid, but they can make them bigger because well, they've Lucas got has, CGI. Lucas has said in an interview about this, he said that like, well, the other ones were based in like uh, the thirties and forties yeah. sort of thing in, in World War Two Nazis, all that stuff, and then. He said that this was supposed to be an homage to 50s B-movie sci-fi stuff. That's right, like the communist That's era. not the case at all. It's mm-hmm. just one element, which is there's fucking aliens in it for no reason. Yeah, that's what I had to say. If it's meant to be the, the 50s only thing. thing. And even then it feels so out of place within a within a film franchise which deals with, like, yeah, supernatural stuff, curses, bloody holy grails and that. But that, that's, I always feel far. like that's different, isn't it? That but it feels... different Because it, it feels... Like it belongs, whereas these aliens, because they literally aren't there as well, it doesn't. Yeah. It, they don't feel right. That that is a moment where it completely. Like, I can't buy into this. I can buy into the the arc and everything like that. Also, because yeah. they're, they're actually opening it, and you know the effects of the but time. Like these work. kind of things, those kind of films that Indiana Jones is aping off, they also dealt with this kind of stuff, like supernatural mm-hmm. and uh, sort of. I don't know, like just medieval and all, all these kind of things that they all deal with like cursed things and yeah. stuff like that. It's never, it's never really alien. Is it like what they're dealing with? Or and even explicitly shown to be actual aliens. It can be supernatural, but they, you don't, you don't show the alien behind it or yeah. like the overlords. It's just something weird's going on here. If the alien wasn't yeah. in this, right. And they were just searching this thing and they found the tomb of an old alien race. Yeah. And and the power came from that. I I think that would be a lot better than actually showing like a, just a, a a dumb, outdated, grey like football head, big eyed. Well, it's when that it's when alien, those twelve like, idiots all start morphing into one. I'm like, what's going oh on here? God. And then, right, here's the thing as well with this. On a rewatch, I remember everybody complaining about Mutt. I don't think Mutt is. Anything to do with what's wrong with this film? I don't think Mutt's. I don't think Mutt's bad in the film. I just don't. No, it's I just not. don't think people like the idea of him being in both, it. Both Shia LaBeouf, the the actor, and Mutt, the character, are by far not the problem with this. No. I would say Kate Blanchett's more of a problem than they are. Well, she's she's also very Kate Blanchett, more like. Do you get me? She's just <laughs> she's also vanilla. Yeah, I know she's been given. She's a, going. She's a going role through play, European but... accents, uh, British accent for a bit, and. and at one point, I was like, "Is Keeping she a Russian. British person playing a and pretending to be like a Ukrainian?" Because she, she will have scenes where she talk like this, where it's like the most generic Eastern yep. European thing you could do, and 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 then she says, "Indiana, I will catch you because it is my mission to do so." In and out, in and out. Because you look yeah. at if you go, go go back in time, you got Belloc and you got Major Tate in the first film, Mola Ram. Uh, and you got like Walter, Wally Donovan, Walter Donovan, and and Elsa from the other three films. They're, they're characters that you you remember. There's something about them that you remember. 
Yeah. I don't. I, I, had, I had to write down the, the character's name of. Um, let me have a look. Irina Spalko. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I need to look as well. I couldn't remember her name. Because My name is Irina Spelko. She's Irina just doing the like. Spelko. It's just like it's. It's like a voice. spoof. Yeah, it's like a spoof of an Eastern European villain. And I'm like, not sure why she wants. She wants to skull to learn the powers, but what becomes of the world? It's too of her broad. If, if she gets it's way it too broad, it's I, just I don't get it. Yeah, it's I, I want the skull. I want the power to. What do they say? There's a quote where they say it'll rule over the minds of men or something. There's something like that. And I was like, what men or but the women and children? And then Indiana or? Jones says, "Oh, be careful what you wish for there, and all this stuff yeah. like." Well, what about, well, how do you feel? All right, here's a question for you then, mate. Because this is this is classic MPM. By the way, spoilers for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. But um, is old Indiana Jones a good idea? Like having old Harrison Ford. Does that? Did you feel him as Indy in right. this film? Yes, yes. I was going to say something about this. How fucking good does he look in this? Oh, he looks good. And, and I don't mean this in a nasty way, but I said this to Beth last night. How much better does he look? And this is it's. Less than 10 years before Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. But that 10 years, he seems to have aged a lot, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah he still yeah. looks great. But I mean, like, in this, look at the way he's built. There was a scene where he stood. Um, he stood kind of in the office after he's got out the fridge. Mm-hmm. And he's wearing, like, a tight grey T-shirt. He's in better fucking shape at, like, 70 than I've ever been in my life. That's right, yeah, because he's been, he's been he investigated by he's the FBI really, for being a commie huge, when he's not. Like, he's a cake, yeah. He's a beefcake. Bloody arms and he's got, like defined chest on him hasn't he, he looks great and yep. that him being that fit and having his having himself in great shape and he, he still looks great obviously in his face and stuff like that blah, blah blah that makes it so that when he does those scenes at the start mm. where like that fucking scene where he's driving the car into a uh, thing and he's like you don't know him you don't know him and he grabs hold of the lampshade flips up to the rafters and hangs onto them and the cars smash into each other yep it's believable then I know yeah. what you're going to say. That will not be believable in Indy Five. You cannot do that yeah. in Indy Five. It, well, he's going to be—he's 78 years old now, and again, age, age is but a number. But he, I hope they—we've we, got James Mangold's doing it, so we know what he did with things like Logan. But I hope they use his age appropriately in the he film. He needs to be what Sean Connery was in Last Crusade. But then again, I—I I, I don't have a particular issue with this, but I know it ain't ever going to happen. Surely you need to bring Mutt back, unless he's got another son. Surely you need to bring because, or, or or maybe just Mutt's gone off to do his thing, and I think um, Phoebe Waller Bridge is just. I think she's just going to be an aspiring, just, uh, just she wants to be like Indy. Yeah, she's and not related to him. Hopefully not. I hope she's just. Yeah, yeah. I hope she just wants to be the next Indiana Jones. She just she's yes. just got a passion for it, and something happens where oh shit, we've got to go get this again. Classic. Yeah. Like before, somebody gets it. I don't know. Before, like who could be the villain? When's it going to be do... set? This is yeah, the question as well. We don't know anything about the story either. So if that's set in the fifties, so in as, terms as of well, when it's going to be set, let's figure it out. If that's set yeah. in the fifties, yeah, eighties and indies now. Yeah, it could. Yeah, it's going to have to be, isn't it? Because you're going to have to do it. I'm just thinking, what happened? What happened in the eighties? Who's the who's the bad? The Russians were still seen as the baddies in the eighties, weren't they? Trump can be the villain. Yeah, well, if, yeah, put it, put it, put it in nowadays times, and they have, yeah, just have no, America no, no. Trump, Trump, villain. Was, Trump was the villain back then too. The, oh Christ, be yeah, serious. he's always been a villain. <laughs> he's always been a villain. Let's just have America um, as a villain. Yeah, who else? Who else could we have in the eighties? Because um, they've also got they're also in the obviously time, <laughs> Ronald Reagan. The times we live in now, they're going to be they're going to be sensitive as well about who they portray as the villain. We've got it because 
they're not. Whereas back in the, back in the eighties, bloody Nazis, bloody Russians, and all this, you know, you can get away with it. Yeah. Or, or as we found out in Temple of um, Doom, they were quite heavy on um, who they cast as the villains. And Wouldn't you love it if it was modern day and he was just like taking on the alt right? Imagine. <laughs> And they were yeah, all tweeting that's about it. On Twitter, that's it. Like, right, who's this? Who's Big Dick 99? You, you can, you find can him. picture him. Like, they're all tweeting at him and stuff. And then the next scene, it's just it, like the old classic. front door. <laughs> it's just that's him it. punching one of them in the face. They open a the door and he whips him by the neck and just yeah. breaks their neck. Twitter, <sighs> with some I don't know, mate. To be honest, yeah. If, if that's what we're figuring out. So it's, it's well, no, because that one's in the 50s and it's yep. been 10 years since then. So maybe it'll just be 60s, 60s, yep. 70s time. And yep. if that's the case... I don't know. I'm Cold trying to War think shit. Of, I'm trying to think of my world history because we just had the Russians in the Crystal Skull. They can't. They can reuse them. They did that in Raiders yeah. and Last Crusade. The Nazis came yeah. back. So um, I trust James Mangold to get that bit right. I don't think that bit's a problem. He's gonna yeah. him and whoever's writing it and stuff. My like. only issue with Indy Five. I've got a few, but my main issue with Indy Five is I don't know. We're here to talk about number four, but whilst we're here, the fifth one is James Mangold's films are usually there. James Mangold is a very serious director. Yeah, he is, yeah. And Indiana Jones isn't a serious franchise, me. So are we going to get Indy 5? Is it going to be like this sort of downtrodden, like, nah, Logan-esque nah, he's not thing? going to do that. Because I'm looking at his films, and, you know, like, you've got 310 to Yuma, Walk the Line, The Wolverine, Logan, uh, Ford versus Ferrari, which is quality. They're not... They're, these aren't films which are no, known for their playful nature. No, but he's taking this on being a big fan, and he's going to know what the tone oh, Spielberg, is to be. You know, Spielberg headhunted him. The two of them are buddies. So exactly, yeah. And that Spielberg's still going to be involved, isn't he? So, like, yeah. uh, it's not going to be a situation. No, you're not going to get you're not going to get Logan, but with Indy, where he dies that's at the end. I'm worried about. Not, not even he, that. He as could much, do. Just the tone. Yeah, he could do, but it's not going to be like that. It's not going to be him on his revenge mission or anything like that. No, I, I, I think he'll get it right. I don't. Want to I don't think like. Man. I don't think we can have it him boxed into a sense where he can't do something not serious. I, I'd be more worried about a director who only ever did sort of. Uh, this kind of tone going yeah. then into a serious thing. But look at what Spielberg did. Like he did these and he'd done close encounters at the time mm-hmm. and they were sort of, yeah, they're quite jovial, aren't they? They've got serious moments in them, but they're quite jovial. And yeah. then he goes on to do like okay. saving private Ryan. And he did and like the color purple in the 80s. Color purple. Yeah, God exactly. Damn, that's heavy. Um, long. Anyway. Yeah, he, that's what I mean. He, he mm-hmm. proved with that, didn't he? And, that you could yeah. do that. I'm sure. Again, I've got. I think Mangold's a very, really good director. I just look. I just looking back at his filmography, thought, oh god. But they'll. And he he may not be right. I don't know if he's writing it. You know, they're going to have mm. someone writing it yeah. as well. So they just need to get that humour. But Crystal Skull, though. Um, well, I'm trying to think of things I liked about it. Um, one of the I, things I'm I about liked, done, mate, with the, the the bike scene, the action scene at the start in the in the place. I do like. I think that's a good scene. Um, um I'm looking through my note. One of the things I like, mate, is that. It, to me, it was like I was like watching MPM. You've got the you've got the tall, handsome, grizzled beefcake in Indy, and you've got the short, squat, mockney fella in in Mac. Hello, Jonesy. Hello, Ant. How you doing, mate? Hello, Jonesy. I was like, it's like watching MPM on screen here. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mac, blessing Ray Winston. This is when he was coming up. He was like Beowulf, and they were trying to make Ray Winston a thing, um, and it just didn't work. No. It, it, I mean, Shia LaBeouf. I like Shia LaBeouf as much. And I've seen a lot of people saying he's really miscast. I don't know if he's miscast or not. Or if it's just no, he not, was the guy I, to do this. I'm just trying. It's it, just this it, the James Dean kind of swagger, isn't he? Or the yeah, Marlon Brando exactly swagger. Is. There's, a, there's a scene in uh, this is a m- really weird pull here, but there's a scene in um, 
oh, what's his fucking name? There's Michael Sarah, I think. There's a scene in Twin Peaks: The Return, <laughs> Twin Peaks season three, where Michael Sarah comes in and he's playing basically like James Dean. Mm-hmm. He's playing one of the couples from Twin Peaks. He's playing their kid, and he looks exactly like Mott. He's wearing the the, the beigeish brown like flat cap thing. Um, his name's Wally Brando. Uh, well, okay. So yeah, and he's he's got Not a leather jacket that. on. Uh, he rides in on a motorbike, pair of jeans, like all that stuff. And yeah, that's that sort of mutt is straight away you'd recognise, don't you? It's the James Dean kind of that, that era of thing. Yeah, a jacket kind of indie esque swagger, like Marlon Brando swagger. And it's James like Dean. Shia LaBeouf then. That is what he was. He was the up and coming kid, sort of. He was Spielberg's like wonder kid, wasn't he? With that stuff, yep. he was. He was going on to doing uh, the Transformers stuff and as he well. Had the swagger, swagger, anyway, didn't he? He had that. He swagger. Did. That was him. That one thing that I will touch upon is like you said, obviously with him coming back. I do agree that if if something could happen, then maybe the character can come back. I don't know if Shia LaBeouf can play that anymore. I don't think he wants to because he. But he wasn't. He, he definitely like doesn't want to. When he was, I don't even know it. if he can. I don't know if he can do. Well, that's true. Can he go back to playing that kind of like? Yeah, he can play a character. He's become a different actor, hasn't he? Now, yeah, exactly. You see, like the Peanut Butter Falcon and uh, Honey Boy and that, and things like that. American Honey. He can still. He can change his change it up a bit, but this is a totally different. Like he's not. You can't imagine being Sam Witwicky again, can you? No, no. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, And and yeah, he, he famously like kind of crapped on the film whilst it wasn't even released when it was in his interviews yeah. before the film. And Harrison was like, you shouldn't have done that. But yeah, um, yeah I, I've got to finish. Well, I've been shy, but he's a bit of a knob now, but I think he's fine in the film. I don't think he's the issue. I yeah. think the issue is That's what I mean. people, totally people imbalanced. Pin, people pin the whole like flop of this film for people on him. And it's not, it's not even close to being his fault. No, it's no, fine. not at all, mate. It's just, it's just the tone of the film was all off. The writing. Compa- compare him with well. the kid from the mummy returns. Oh, that little shit. Yeah, I'd much <laughs> rather see The Adventures of Mutt than whatever that kid was called. Also, speaking of The Mummy Returns and just The Mummy in general, those yep. big ants are definitely inspired by the Scarab Beetles, aren't they? We've they have to full be. Circle. They have to be. But even then, full though, circle. even those, though, I mean, look, Brendan Fraser and Harrison Ford teaming up is like the stuff of dreams as well. Imagine <clears> oh those my two. God, imagine. Imagine them going on like a, an archaeological dig to find something and just. Just Miriam got, and uh, Rachel Vice are there as well. That's it. One's got a whip. One's got his double pistols out. You've got the two women running the show as it should be because they're both they're, the guys are just dope, dopes. It'd be great. Yeah. I mean, let's 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 pitch it. Let's pitch it. MPM Studios. We're here. I like it. Um, so, yeah, yeah. But we'll, the ants. We'll get that the ants. Even when they, even when they like grab the Russian bloke and drag him into the hole, it feels it's cartoony. It? That CGI is terrible. It's yeah. way it's way worse than anything that's in the Mummy. Yeah, apart from the big dog at the beginning of the second film, but it still doesn't look. Oh yeah, the first one. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the first one holds up better, the Mummy. But mm. I just feel like the, the the old films, the original films, like the old films, the first three films there, they've got that like dark sort of. Certainly, the second one goes full up like a lot more gorier, but they've all got that dark, grittier kind of feel where mm. the violent the violence is there, and it feels it feels violent even for films which are aimed at families. This went. Oh yeah, this went too family friendly, I think, to me. We did the, a the, bad the thing. Scene but of Raiders with uh, Alfred Molina. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, people fucking faces are melting off as well, and yeah, um, it's it you get went... one bit, don't you, in this where he switches on. The, I can't believe I'm saying this. Where Indiana Jones fires himself out of a rocket at the start, and uh, the the jet fuel from the rocket melts all those people. Yep. 
And here, well, a couple of ants just yeah. pretending to eat someone and they get dragged down a hill and uh, what else happens? I don't know, a, a tree swings back and hits a few people. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else happens. Do they step in crap at any point? Because that's a Lucas staple. You get a really good Wilhelm scream when they go through the middle of that school on the bike. Uh, I missed that one. Wilhelm screams are usually done off camera. It's somebody falling off something or thing. You actually see this guy just open his mouth and just that. <laughs> I didn't see. I didn't see that one. I missed yeah, it. Yeah, it's just when they're going through on the bike at the start. It's just before the kid starts asking Indy the questions for his fucking test or whatever. Yeah, yeah. See, I like that bit with like with Professor Jones and his the way I like. I like that because it's it's fun. It's it's kind of it's a kind of humour which these films should have. I think yeah. It breaks well, it you, up. you touched on it a minute ago. <laughs> Let's talk about that then, because I put out a tweet yesterday, basically saying like, "What the fuck's going on with the, the visuals in this?" And a couple people responded saying about the uh, green screen. That's not the bit I mean. Um, I know that's obviously like the, the go to answer, but yeah. you can it's tell the shame. scenes that are on green screen. I, I, I know what that bit is. It's the glow. Like, lots of films are shot on a green screen and they don't have this awful sheen to them where they're just, like, glowing. Like, what is that about? I don't know. It's really off-putting. So, my mind is almost like the Uncanny Valley because my mind's watching it thinking, are they trying to recreate the aesthetic of the first three so you can watch them chronologically and think they're all part of the same universe? Or or have they been touched up, like, say, in post uh, too much is it? Have they, have they shot up a filter too much? Did, did you? I, I think I sent you the same pictures, but the, the tweet I put up last night. You look at them pictures. It looks like somebody's. You know when, like, say John Campier does like a casting news thing, and he edits the actor onto the scene of an old. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. Composite that's what scene. it looks like. Like that scene with Kate Blanchett that I put up. It Dude. looks like edited pictures of Kate Blanchett put into a picture of thing. And I know green screen like makes things look worse it doesn't make it look that much worse yeah that is that literally i don't know what's going on that that looks like they could they kate planchette was in a totally different location from the yes. first uh, and and obviously the, the, the it's the lighting i think is they they haven't matched the lighting and anything like that or the depth of it filled perception, they've all got like a, it's just dog an man. outline around yeah them. that's it you can tell it's not real nowadays you can get away with that more because, as we've seen, like the Mando, you can use the volume to kind of recreate that yeah. to a better experience. But if how can you sit? I said this to you yesterday or this morning. How can you sit there on an HD screen watching this film whilst you're making it, thinking, "Yeah, that's good. We're onto yeah, something this, here." This looks gold. And yeah. not at one point think I have doubts about this. You know, almost two hundred million dollar film. I have doubts about this because it doesn't look good. And that they would have seen when you mentioned it to me yesterday. They would have seen that stuck out the most on the airbase at the beginning. When all they're yep. doing is standing outside a base, but the they're one, not. The they're in, the in church, front of a screen. Well, which is obviously not green screen. They're in the fucking church, sat on the benches, mm-hmm. and it looks awful. Yeah, yeah, that's the sheen one. Yeah, when you sound like everyone looks like they've been polished or something, and yeah. the lighting is horrible. Maybe that's kingdom stuff. Yeah, it must, dude. It's got to be. It's got to be. <laughs> they're sat in this church and like just glowing, like. Maybe maybe that's a Spielberg thing. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe a, we've missed something here about yeah. You know, once, once you step foot in there, you just have this angel, angelic glow or something. Spielberg's but, Spielberg's Jewish, isn't he? Maybe that's something. Uh, I don't know. I think he is. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's it's, it's 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 a Jewish Easter egg for for those listening. I, I've got no idea, mate. Um, the green screen is the obvious answer for a lot of the things, but I mean, what about the scene when Indy looks up at the mushroom cloud? I'm, was did that look? I didn't like the scene. I thought it was nonsensical, but. 
Did that look as bad as the airbase scene? I was watching uh, a bit back. I was watching the thingy, the Mister Plinkett review for this. The old Mr. Um, Plinkett. Indiana Jones from the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is the worst thing since my first child. (laughs) 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 That that review sticks out more to me than this film, but uh, they said in that, the exact quote, I believe, was, um, this is a good scene because it shows that Indiana Jones has stepped into the nuclear age. So, yeah, that's that's the old Mr. Plinkett thoughts on it, but... Um, well, yep, yeah, he, yeah, he's, yeah he, I don't really like that scene either. He's gone forward in time. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I, I, it's like the mushroom cloud. I, in my head, I was like, the radiation would have obliterated him just by standing there. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's Indy, yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's, yeah, nothing like that's going to kill Indy. I'm desperately trying to think of something I like. Indy's entrance, I don't know, he's just like, Russians. He's, he's, what I did like, actually, here we are, is... I didn't like the visuals in this because I thought they were crap. But what I did like is the way they use shadows, like Indy's silhouette. Which is what are they, yeah. Indy's got one of those classic iconic silhouettes, like the fedora hat. Well, they, they, they spoke about here. that on the Plinkett review as well. Is that uh, they say that Indiana Jones in every single film except this one has a really cool entrance. Like, yeah, yeah. In the, in the, the, the one that sticks one. out the most is, is Raiders, yeah, where yeah. the guy points the gun at him. He's he stood in the shadow; you can't see him, and he just whips the gun out of the guy's hand and steps out the shadow. Coolest the, man alive, the music Harrison is Ford. Not He's exactly there. heroic, is it? Yeah, and like. Then this one, he's stuck in the back of a boot and he falls out the back of it. And it, all this stuff, it's kind of the last thing you needed when he's a bit older. Yeah, <laughs> you needed a cool entrance. Like, like, yeah, the doddery old fart that's falling out of a boot. When you first start watching it, you think, oh, that's what they're going to do here. Indy's a bit of a buffoon now and mm-hmm. he's going to need some help. But now he's kicking ass in the next scene. So it's, it's not that. It's just play. It's just that. It's just that. What's it called? It, Lucas and Spielberg to an extent. Like not understanding a joke sometimes, like yeah, that kind of. But they might have sat there and be like, "This is hilarious." But the rest of us, the, are the like, thing is, not. have you seen all the interviews and stuff with Spielberg? He's, he's like he's screaming, he's like, "I'm done with Indiana Jones. I'm done with Indiana Jones. I don't want to do it anymore." Like yep. this is before he did this. Like here he is, said, yeah. And then just there he is. And I, I think this is more Lucas wanting to do this than it was Indiana Jones. Uh, Spielberg. Spielberg. Well, they yeah, they, they clashed on the ending a lot, and like then he obviously was involved with Red Tails just after it. Yeah. It's like it was his last sort of, it was his last go at films, wasn't it? Before Rough he just terrible. gave in, because he said he, he gave in and just became a trillionaire. Yeah, he just became a man who ate, he eats noodles and like creating his own like brand of music. Lucas Core. Listen to last week for that <laughs> one, but because he said he wanted to do more experimental films, but he just kind of didn't. He's, kind of, he's doing his museum, obviously. He but. was talking to Anthony Carboni, wasn't he, on the Force Awakens premiere thing? Mm-hmm. And he said he'll make his own films that nobody else will ever see. I don't believe that at he's, all. If he is, and he, he, if he is, he's, he's a man of his word because no one's seen them. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, mean, I don't believe yeah. it at all. Like, he's not, I don't think he's making anything. I would love to see a George was, Lucas if he film was, again. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, even... If it's not good, you just want to see it. Yeah, directed Everybody's by George been begging for, it for ages, haven't they? They just want him to direct one of the episodes of Mando. I think that's the best way to do it because that's something that's so it's already sort of lined out what you've got to do. Yep. You just need to shoot it and maybe add your own little bits of flair to it. Yep. And yeah, and you know, Lucas gets a little bit more leeway with the story as well. Oh. Favreau writes it, but the reverence, they'll be like, you know, they'll be asking George because what they what they do with the man though, because Robert Rodriguez says they Robert Rodriguez was given a a short script and John Favreau said that's the bones. You 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 then add whatever you want. I kind of think the opposite with Lucas though. Yeah, I, I, 
Yeah, like where they they give it to Robert Rodriguez. He watched the other episodes. He spoke to the other directors. He did all this. Right, Robert, here's the bones. You do what you want around this. Shoot some... Because his quote was like, here's exactly what we need you to do. You can shoot a load of cool action and you can do it in whatever way you want. Which is a good way of planning it. Yeah. With Lucas, I think it'll be more like, hi, George. Um, You're going to shoot this like this and this, 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 this needs to happen. Because George is... He's too close to it. I think. But then he I said th- himself, he said he doesn't want to be involved with with Star Wars, obviously, because he says it'll just he says he'll just mess it up because he won't he'll, he won't be able to control it. He said that himself, didn't he? When he walked away, yeah. he said, "I'm not staying and helping because blah blah." blah. And I then think he said, "They rejected my George ideas." On, then I think if, if you get George on, then and but then also not utilize his 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 like storytelling or creative creativity just for that one episode. Then it's no point getting him on. I don't think. Because you need to have a Lucas, he'll have his visual flair potentially, but even then he'll be hamstrung by what Favreau wants. So I just yeah. think, I, I, I think, even, I think, I think they could use things, his though, PR mate, Just not, not story, like more world building. Let him do world building. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's more like it. Yeah, like let George let, run let free him, with that. Let yeah. him create a new little bunch of characters. Let him tell the little B-plot ship with those. Let him, yeah, let him do a ship. Let him do a race of characters. Let him do a B-plot. Mm-hmm. But make sure... He doesn't fucking decide that Baby Yoda's going to like I don't know multiply like a mogwai in the middle yeah. of it, like because <laughs> yeah. that's the kind of shit that he'll come out with when he like he'll go inside him at the molecular level and see the midichlorians inside <laughs> him talking oh, to God, each other. The, the midichlorians have somehow multiplied. Yeah, exactly. Just, just like, don't yeah. feed him after midnight. Yeah, I, anyway, I, it'd be a PR good PR exercise for them though. Get focus back. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. His, his fingerprints score. are all over this because they had a they had an <laughs> argument about the ending and Lucas yes. won out in the end because Luke it was. George's idea for the aliens and the aliens to be there. And I haven't got a problem with aliens. It's just the way they were depicted, mate. Here's a question for you. How does the alien ship taking off ending from Close Encounters in 1977 (laughs) look, feel, and just blow this ending out of the water this many years later? Back in the, the old, those films and the early indie films, mate, they they are years. what they, they get right crap. is that is they get st- it's actual stunt work it's practical effects and they use what they as much as they can on camera whereas crystal yep. skull went you know it, it went as far away as it could from that it took the easy route out which i think tells in the lazy storytelling when you're on set you you push for more you push for yep. harder performances when you're in front of a green screen and you know that's you, you, half your work is done because somebody else will do the background and all the rest of it you've got nothing to act off yeah, and in terms of the visuals, that's what I mean. Because because they, it's on camera, and they have to get it right because they that, can't that augment it with CGI. Even just thinking about it gives me goosebumps. And the ending in this, the is light just work so in that, mate, it's so the, silly. The way it looks, the light in that, and even the sound of it as well, it's just great. And it because also they've they, they've allowed the film to let it build up as well. The film did build up here to an alien ship taken off in Indy Four. I was like, I was like, that, it's just like what. So and that, and that, sh- that, that glow as well open. that I keep speaking about, how bad it is, that's really bad when they sat on those stairs. Right, and then, what's, it's what's like they're in front of a matte painting. Build up a little set of, and, and make a set. It's yeah. like, why can't they do that? The ground swirls and all these structures are destroyed and the UFO rises up. Because people saying like green screen and stuff like that. The only thing that's behind them in this scene that we're talking about when they sat on those stairs is the sky and the 
top of a few trees. You could do that. I can anywhere. fucking shoot that. Yep, you could do that anywhere. I'm sure they. I'm, I'm I sure they. I a picture on Instagram the other day that could have been the fucking set. Crush <laughs> a field near my house. I'm like, looking out my window now, and I've got I've got some trees and a sky right there. I'm looking at it right now. I could do it as well. Get Spielberg on the phone. Yeah, I'm going to say, listen, mate. You know nothing, you hack. You talentless idiot, Spielberg. <laughs> Actually, one thing I did like, one thing I did like is the very end shot when when Indy's fedora blows to mutt and you think he's going to put it on, oh, and Indy takes no, it off him. No, 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 I, no, no, no. I like no. that because I don't because I don't want I don't want the someone door to take was open. Like how how yeah, that's cat. But it I love the idea that Indy just takes the hat away and is like yoink, that's mine because it's Indy's hat. It's I nobody like that else's. Bit, but yeah. the way the doors the, the doors go. Oh yeah, not like that bit, open. but the literal bit where like, he takes the hat off him. That I was is what thinking, I like. are the aliens just arrived at the wedding? Like, what the fuck's <laughs> yeah, going just, on? The way they the just doors blown, open. they've just gone over the top of the church and blew the doors open. His hat specifically along the floor, straight to Mutt's feet. Yep. I, I sat there last night, like while it was, I just went, oh god. But, but then, you know like you said, I'd, you know I turned around a bit there. where Indy just picks it up and like, nope. You're not yeah, going to be the go, next. They're going for the idea. Yeah, they want the audience at that moment to think, "Oh, here we go. This is the passing of the torch." And like, nah, that's yeah. it. That's my. That's Indy's hat. E- yeah, even if, I, even I, if I like Muck was going to be the next Indy, that's it. That's Indiana Jones's hat. Yeah, give, but give he can't him his own really thing. be the next Indiana Jones because he's not even the same. Like, well, Indiana well, no, Jones is incredibly yeah. intelligent. He's a teacher. He's an archaeologist. He's like all these things. Mutt's like a street kid, and he's likable as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mutt could be, but Indiana Jones has that because it's Harrison Ford as well. But he has that inherent relatability, that likeness. He might be a bit him. more, like, um, sorry, a bit more Nathan Drake than Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah, he'd way, be he'd be more he'd... like yeah. Well, to be fair, Indiana Jones is more kick-ass and ask questions later to a point. Yeah, but Mutt well, Nathan Drake that. with his upbringing and stuff in the games, uh, especially in Uncharted Three, you get a bunch of flashbacks of him being like a kid, mm-hmm. and you get the uh, he's stealing like artifacts from the street and stuff like. That. You get the feeling that that's what Mutt's doing, don't you? To get back. Yeah, yeah. He says he's fixing bikes. He's definitely thieving. He's a scrap. He's a, he's a grinder. He's a grifter as yeah. well. Grafter. Um, right. The question for you, mate, is another one. Is based on Indy Four. The Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Great ending. Tied everything up. They literally ride off into the sunset. Why did they make this film? What was um, the need for this film? Because they, they literally wrapped it up. So I think so nicely at the end of Last Crusade. Why did I'm they give do a this boring film? answer? It's yeah. because. These two men very much so enjoy the Wonga. <laughs> like a bit of bunts. They do, yeah. they like roll it, rubbing it all over their body or each other's bodies as well. How the hell, man, is George Lucas going to pay for the food court Chinese that he eats? Dude, yeah, he's got that. Those shoes are very clean. He obviously has, he must buy a new pair each week. So, um, oh, he's always wearing the bloody trainers, and he with a trainers, jeans, and a line. flannel shirt. That's not far off what I dress like, to be fair. Yeah, Ben, it's Luke. It's Luke. The thing is, Lucas has kept it real for the last 40 or 50 years. He's that's, that's just his style, and he hasn't changed. Yeah, he was wearing that on the set of A New Hope. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? He just looked, <laughs> he just fit him a bit better. But yeah, um, yeah, I was going to say the, the 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 buttons are just a bit more, uh, yeah, yeah, that's just spo- yeah, yeah, spoils of uh, wealth. One of it's going to fly off and kill someone someday, isn't it? Yeah, that's why that door blew open. One of his buttons <laughs> whacked into it. Vroom. Can you imagine Lucas at Celebration? It just, like, one of the buttons just goes boing like into the crowd. <laughs> Takes out Kathleen goes, Kennedy's face and then all the YouTubers rejoice. It goes through every fucking vlogger's head. 
Yeah. This is a bit mean, isn't it? Lucas could take it. He's got no. I, I'm built like George Lucas, so I, I, I feel like I'm, <laughs> I can join in with this. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I like the very last shot. But so is is that the only reason why they made it? Is because of money? Because I don't see what the story here needed to be done. I'm glad. You know, I think, more I think indie, it's a combination great. of because Spielberg didn't need it and he didn't want it. Yeah, I think it's a combination of Wonga from the Definitely. from the studio's point of view and Lucasfilm and everything else, and also. Lucas is bored. That's why he got involved with some films again at this point. He was, was bored. Say, He'd done Star the prequels. Wars is finished. What does Lucasfilm do now? Yeah, Lucas was like, right. Up in an island, let's do, he'd not sold it up yet. Right, let's do this and blah, blah, blah. Because Red Tails was Lucasfilm as well, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, so it was, yeah. I think you're right there, mate. I think it's just Lucasfilm as a, as a company, a studio, to needed to have something to do, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what Tales. we might have to do. Have, have a look at Red Tail. See, see, because I've only seen that once. Terence Howard film. I'd, I'd go watch that man again. S- just see what it's like compared to this. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 a chance it's better. I'm trying to think if it's better. Um, I think I'd rather rewatch that than this. And that, that's amazing. I, well, this is an Indiana right. Jones film. I, I know you're the same, mate. With this, Indiana Jones is. I've, I've spoke to you about this before. The, 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 the trio of franchises for me, mm-hmm. from being a kid up until now, is Star Wars, Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, and. Yeah. It's quite ironic in the sense that, like, so there's some bad Star Wars films, but I pretty much like all of them. I won't mention which one I won't because people get their pants in a bunch. But um, <laughs> the Jurassic Park films, there's only one great Jurassic Park film. Yeah, man. I think there are three great Indiana Jones films. I genuinely do think all three of those first ones are great. I, I know the first Temple and third Doom, are great. The second one I is, Tem- I think that's good. So... Do you think Temple of Doom isn't as good, or is it the problematic stuff that pulls it down? The problematic. I, I just, I just think that they went off. Uh, it, it went with what sequels should do, but I don't think it did it as well. Where sequels shouldn't just follow the same path as the first one. Because I like Crusades. I like that it's a that. risk. Yeah, exactly. And I like usually like risks, but I don't know. It just felt too different. Like they went, it got more violent, they got gorier, which I don't mind. But it didn't feel like the first one. I know that's really, really shallow because Crusade no, then that, went and what did I mean. what the first film did. They bought the Nazis. I think the back last and... Crusade felt as good as it did because the second the... one went different. I think and this is what they bought... were trying to do with Trash, you know. I think so. But Crusade brought in like, the family aspect and it worked. Do you know what I mean? Like having, yeah. having um, oh, Sean, Sean Connery in, <laughs> well, they tried to. They didn't bring back, well, they couldn't. They didn't have River Phoenix there for one, but they had young, young River, young India, River Phoenix. They had Sean Connery as Henry Senior. They bought in like they 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 bought that in, and it worked. It gave the film a heart, which I don't know. The tip for me, Temple of Doom didn't have as much. Uh, sorry, yeah, Temple of Doom didn't have as much, and obviously they took Marion out and replaced her for whatever the woman's name was. It just felt like it was missing something, mate. It felt it took a risk, and I I love any filmmaker. Like Exorcist Two took a risk. I appreciate the film for that, but um, I'm not mm. saying that, that Temple's nowhere near <laughs> like that level, by the way. Um, but it was just missing. It was just missing something that makes that first film for me so damn good. Yeah, just the temple. But um, we hit, well, you you tell me then because uh, you're the you are like you said. This is one of your top trilogies. What am I missing then in Temple of? I still like it. I just don't hold it as high as the other two. No, no. Well, that's just either mate. It's not. There's not really anything I can say to you <laughs> that's going to elevate him on that. I don't think it's just. I, I don't know. I just I like the fact that you basically you get the the swashbuckling family film that is Raiders, which yeah. I think is the best one still. Yeah. And then you get Temple, which is a bit of a, just a change of pace. Mm-hmm. And then you back up again with uh, Last Crusade. It's a classic. Lucas introduced it with A New Hope, Empire, then Return of the Jedi. And 
obviously he, t- he took it from loads of other people before that, but it's the classic three arc structure across a trilogy of movies as well, isn't it? Yeah. Like you got just the, the, the way the tone works, it was only ever going to be that way with him involved. Um, but yeah, I, I like all three of those. And to be honest, I don't, like I said, I don't hate this one. I just think it's a bit, just for people listening, I know it sounds like we've been a bit harsh on it. I don't hate it. That's what I said at the start. It is not a train wreck. It's not a piece of garbage. It's not like mm-hmm. all these things that people say. People are so reactionary. It's like the way these people spoke about the prequels at the time. It's the way people speak about everything. If it's, it's, it's the old Mr. Sony movies thing. It's best movie ever or worst movie ever. Yeah, there's, a, there's a bandwagon that surrounds yeah. this film, which it's, it's fun to dump on it. But when you re- the reason why we, the funny thing is we, we've, we've said a few things we liked because there's not much here to cling on to. But at the same time, there isn't that much here, which is, you know, utter dross. Do you know what I mean? No, it's just, that's what it, I'm the saying. Rest of it yeah. is just, it's just average. Meh. I mean, I don't like the aliens being shown on screen, but... That's for me. That's the worst thing is actually just seeing the aliens. That's, 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 that's everybody's but... mission with this film is to pin it all on something. Is it the aliens? It's is usually it mutt, isn't is it? it yeah. Is it Harrison Ford being old? I think Harrison's <laughs> people fine. People try and yeah, people try and pin it on a bunch of different things. There isn't one single thing to pin it on because it's not where you go. All oh, right, that's obviously what's missing. That's a, it's just a bit bland. And I don't know specifically why that is. I, I, I don't know. The motivations of the villains aren't really clearly defined. The what? story's cack. Like the FBI subplot disappears. The FBI and subplot's Jim Broadbent's good. character, the Dean, has to resign. But then at the end, he's back again. And Indy's the associate Dean or whatever he's called. And it's just, well... Yeah. There's just too many scenes of people just walking about where I don't really know what they want to do. Yep. And swinging off vines. What about that scene? Swinging off We vines, can't not yeah. talk about that scene. That doesn't even bother me. That's what I mean. It's like, if, if if that's what people want to pin the problems of this film on, which I know they do, that mm-hmm. scene specifically as well. It's like, it's like people talking about the lost world where people yeah. talk about the, the, the girl kicking the, the velociraptor in the head, like fucking dinosaurs are on earth again. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, what, what are you complaining about? Like, at what point? Yeah. If, if that's jumping the shark, what about what do you see the next films? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know, man. It, it, that, again, I think the Lost World is another example of this, where people try and pin it on one single moment or mm-hmm. scene or character, and you can't do that. Like it's, it's just a bit bland. After that, I think the opening is really solid. I think the mm-hmm. opening with the the initial fight scene in that warehouse. All the way through to the end of the bike chase, um, it's good stuff. Yep. Honestly, I do. I think I, I, at that point, I was I was up on it. I was like, "Yeah, people are right. Actually, this is a lot better than." And again, people say it's not as bad as you remember, which is what people said to us. Yeah, that's right. It's not as bad as you remember. It's just not that good either. It just hasn't got any better with age. And even in no. that, even in that opening, any worse, just no better. Yeah. yeah, even in that opening gambit, like you say, from A to B, there, it's you've still got to go get over. And it, look, we 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 we've said before we've apolo- we've been apologists for CGI before, saying that you know it it shouldn't take it out of a film. But I found, especially in the air the air force, I found myself just being taken out because I, I just think the whole it. film has as that sheen over it, and though, that, that did ruin nice. the first part of the film for me on second viewing. Yeah. Is that it's too obvious, too noticeable when they mm. could have just been on set and it would have felt real. You would have got that beautiful. Uh, you would have, the cap, cap the camera would have picked out that beautiful depth. It would have been great. Because you understand no. with the prequels why sometimes they have to use the green screen. Well, it's in space. Yeah, it's in space. None of it can look human. Whereas 
They're at a fucking airbase here. Go to an airbase. That's it, man. Just do it. Spielberg and Lucas go to an airbase. Spielberg and Lucas could walk to any airbase in in America and be like, hey, guys, and they would let them in. Yeah. And again, we haven't done the research on this. I don't know if it is all green screen or what, or if there is just a weird sheen on it. it, it, it I, I don't know. God almighty, whoever, whoever the camera guys were. But like, that's the example that. I gave is at the end, right? Where they sat in the church. They're obviously just sat in a church. Yep. But why, why does that look weird? So Again, is it something, lit. were they doing it for a reason? Like it's supposed to be some kind of thing because they're in the church, they're glowing or whatever. But I, I the happy, maybe they're trying to kill like the end of last crusade running off into the sunset is this meant to become some kind of like heavenly glow on them or something if so it's crap and there's a wedding there so maybe I'd, i I just it, uh, bring marion back have indy marry her up marry us like that, that's fe- that felt very kind of like ho-hum like oh really well that scene as well there's a bunch of scenes actually where it was like that's a bit Force Awakens. <laughs> There's the scene where Kate Blanchett at the start is doing the Kylo Ren trying to extract the information <laughs> yeah. out of his head. Somehow like, Marion returned. Um, I, I was waiting is. for Indiana Jones to say, so, so who talks first? You, you talk, talk first, first, I talk first. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> and then there's you, the scene where... Your like, will not be swayed by you thugs or whatever he says. Yeah, and then when, when Marion comes back, it's exactly like Leia stepping off the, the Rebel Cruiser thing. Like, it's... Jesus, and then she even right. does the thing where they walk past and like she grabs Chewie or whatever and they do it in this. It's like, yeah, yeah it's I've, I've got that. Kate, I've got a note here. So R- Russians was Indy's first word, as if that meant anything. But then I've got Kate Blanchett using Kylo Ren mind reading trick unsuccessfully yeah. was really weird. Because it was, because it, 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 it doesn't set up have any powers. She's just a woman with a silly haircut. Yeah, it's never touched upon again either, is it? Like they established that she wants to read minds because then she gets that thing, she gets the bloody thing and puts it on indiana jones's head but <laughs> i don't know i mean we saw that in gvk they obviously took inspiration from that godzilla oh. versus kong stop putting stuff on people's heads and trying to read their mind in films honestly the way that she put her hand and trying to read her mind is like what is this absolute knob what's she doing <laughs> honestly it's just the weirdest thing because it just comes out of nowhere um, she, she's like Indiana Jones. I'm trying to read your mind. You weren't sure if she's taking the piss with the accent or the mind reading. It turns out I was waiting for her to be a British double agent. That's how bad the accent was going at some yeah, point. Yeah, or something was. Well, Mac. And where is Kate Blanchett from? She's Australian, isn't she? What the fuck? That explains everything. These Australian actors usually trying to do all these. Who's accents, Australian usually. actors trying to do? They're these all other over accents. the place. They're all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I want to see Hugh. Oh, was it like Hugh Jackman's? Uh, yeah, I suppose his oh, American no, we, accent. We won't is, speak. We won't speak back of, bad of Hugh. Yeah, and, and his Lemmy's. He can sing as well. No, Hugh's a. He was like the Australian ant. He's a Do you know the worst at accents across everything I have ever seen him. Him. Russell no. Crowe. And and this is taking. Uh, sorry, Australian people, because I'm taking a swipe back at my own ear at, at the English. Charlie Hunnam is oh, the Hunnam. worst accents I have ever heard. Hunnam's got the least charisma of all time, unless he's in, he, the, unless he's in the right film. He, he is, makes me believe I could be an actor, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, he makes me believe I could march down to a studio and be like, right, yeah, put me in a film instead. Make me Wolverine, Nancy's. Because he's just like, oh, Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim where he's like an, um, he's an American Brooklyn Geordie. No, nope. <laughs> like, not having that. He makes Jason Statham look cultured with yeah. his, in the Meg when he's Welsh, Australian, American, English, Swahili, he's all over the place. But yeah, Ch- Charlie Hunnam. Oh, that's the other thing Charlie Hunnam was in. He's trying to do the thingy accent when he's in, um, in what's the Del Toro one, the horror one? In the uh, house. In the house, Crimson with, Peak. Crimson Peak. Listen to him in that. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen that once. 
And I, I don't even remember Charlie Hunnam in that film. <laughs> well, he does get offed. Yeah, I generally don't remember. I remember him in The Gentleman. He was good in that recently because he worked. Is he, he doing his voice? He's, do, do, he's, he's doing his voice. He's, 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 trying he's to doing talk. a bit of a fucking geezer. He's, he's trying to talk a little bit like me. Yes, I mean, yeah. He's been watching uh, Mac in this film and he's been he's saying... He's been listening to a bit of fucking MPM, you know what I mean? It. Right, there's another one. Carl Urban, know, you, you can be the judge of this. Carl Urban's bloody... Um, in, in The Boys. Yep. That's a good... You can speak better to this, but that's a good Cockney, isn't it? I um, well, I'm, uh, yeah, I I couldn't tell though at times if he was keeping his Australian accent or blending it with an English accent, right? Because at, t- at times he he sounds Australian, and at times he sounds very English. And I wasn't sure if it was a character. So it's not good then. <laughs> when he does it, it is. But then when he's talking, not more. When he's like talking, when he's when he's when he's talking, he sounds more Australian. But when he's when he's having it's it large and being butcher, cunt. he sounds like a cockney. Yeah, he looks like yeah. that. But but I wasn't sure if that was just him. That's just how he wanted to play the character. It's like a you know. we got a fucking soup terrorist on board here. Yes, he, so he sounds <laughs> he sounds the business end. But but when he's talking, he, he sounds a bit more Australian when he's talking. Um, yeah, he's got more of the twang because he's an Aussie and he's a king as well. But um, he also needs to be in more yeah. films. Yeah, he's a he's from down under, down under. But yeah, Mac Mac's a double, a triple agent, and it gets a bit stupid because Indy just f- takes him back anyway. And he's like, "Yeah, I'll be your friend, even after you've double double crossed me." That's how, that's how much I didn't care. Is that what, there's a double, triple, whatever cross, and then he dies at the end. Yep. Bloody! Welcome to the world's most favourite online sports betting company. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> gets, gets yeah. killed at yeah. the end. Three six five. Yeah. yeah. Three six four. It's just a moment when he's, they're waiting for him outside the wherever they were and he goes hello Jonesy I was like, I the bit at the end sorry. where he's like holding onto Indiana Jones's whip and he's, he could hello just there. stand up or just they could just pull him up and Indiana Jones has stood four steps up from yep. where he's laid come down on, come on and he's like come on come on and he's like you know what I'll be alright yeah, Indy I'll be alright it's like I don't no, care. No, you won't. You blew into a yeah. massive thing of fucking rubble and died within yeah. seconds. And I and I didn't feel anything in that particular moment. I like Ray Winston. I think he's same. funny, but I know he's great in things like Sexy Beast way back when. But... Same as in, I didn't feel anything. I, 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 my I didn't knowledge of Ray Winston of goes from Bet Three Six Five to Kingdom <laughs> of the Crystal Skull. Beowulf. It, but yeah, he's good in a film called Sexy Beast. The Under the Skin director directed that. He's good in that. Right. Really, really good in that. Mm. But um. Yeah, Ray. I didn't feel much throughout this whole thing, and that's what saddens me. That Gamble responsibly. Yeah, Bet Three Six Five, the world, the world, the world's largest in-game betting company. <laughs> I like India. I love the Indiana Jones. I love the. It's just it, what George and uh, Stephen wanted, as, I, as if I know them. George and Stephen, George what they boy. wanted to create was something which reminded them of their childhood, and Indiana mm. Jones reminds me of my childhood in the same so. sense. And I and and I look at yeah they're problematic now. Even Raiders has got some issues, but I, they're the films though they, they they embody that swashbuckling, cool, sexy action hero of the time, but flawed action hero as well. And you feel something here, and like the the baddies are a, they've got a motivation. You remember them. They've got the iconic moments in each one. I just didn't feel anything. In I'm this gonna film, go man. watch um, Raiders soon. I think I will as well, man there's an outdoor cinema thing, but it's in a cave and they like set dress it and stuff. And I'm going to go, the choices I had was Indiana Jones, aliens, or what was the other one? Jurassic Park. Dude. I said the the one that makes the most sense inside a cave, surely is Indiana Jones. It's Indiana, mate. COVID, I can come up now. I'm going to be behind you watching it in a cave. (laughs) That sounds awesome. 
Yeah, it's like I, I thought Beth mentioned it to me, and I thought she said it's just a driving thing, and I was like, oh, like an outdoor thing in your car. And she's like, no, you go sit inside, like, but it's outdoors. Yeah, in this like just open cave. I was That's like, awesome. that sounds fucking great. Yeah, let's I know, do it. Um, my brother and old Horn Hudson, he did a Stranger Things thing where they went. To, I think I maybe maybe watched. Stranger, I don't know if he did or not, but they went to the mall. It was all, the place was done up like the mall, and everyone was dressed. Oh like yeah, it. yeah, yeah, and they have yeah. the actors running around and stuff. Yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. cool thing like that, like secret cinemary type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, man, I'm coming. I'll come and watch that with you, mate. You won't know I'm there. I'll, I'll be the one le- <laughs> leering at you from across the way. That's it. I love sexy. Oh no. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't feel anything, mate. And, I, and this is an Indiana Jones film, which it's means sad, so much to so many that. people. And again, this, this isn't the worst film I've ever seen. It's no, the worst no. Indiana Jones film, I think. Oh, absolutely. Or the yeah. least good. And it's like you know what we say about like the prequels as well. Is like they obviously let a lot of people down on release and blah blah blah. Yeah. The prequels have extremely high highs and extremely low lows. I would mm-hmm. say this just just like a it's just a low hum, isn't it? It's just a it's a bit of a flat line. It's, it's just like yeah, pointless. it's fine. It's there's, no, there's nothing to worry about. It's there's nothing really bad in it. There's nothing too good in it. It's not going to get your heart racing. It's you just, just kind of wonder why the prequels. I, I, I get. I know why. We all know why the prequels are made. Obviously, Wonga, but also there's a there was a story to be told there. Yeah, I'm just. I mean, then the, the Last Crusade just felt like such a good way to win that arc, like you mentioned, uh, arc. But the it felt right, and it, you know, even li- literally riding off into the sunset. Great, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Let me just imagine Indy just lived out his life and had a great time. Yeah, but, but now you kind of dredge all this up, and with Indy Five, I mean, what are they going to do to justify seeing more Indiana Jones adventures? I'm, I'm kind of with that. I, I could sit here and say we're going to end up treading over the same problems again and we could do this. I'm just going to, as as wrong as this may be, I'm just going to trust James Mangold and get excited for it. Oh, yeah. I, because Mangold's directing and we're going to have... If Mangold wasn't involved, there would be it. way less, like... Well, Spielberg was book. directing it until a year or two ago until he dropped mm. out for Mangold. I think it is a good idea that Spielberg doesn't direct it. Spielberg had a lot of energy and a lot of enthusiasm and all this when he's saying there needs to be a, another young guy mm-hmm. coming along and doing this that yep. isn't Spielberg. No, you're right. I'm, I'm looking for, I am looking forward to Indy five because it's Harrison Ford. It's Indiana Jones. I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm interested to see where they go with it. I know we've probably mentioned that, but I actually I did, there's one moment I did like actually in this Indy four as well. It's a small moment. It reminds you of better films, but it's a scene where, uh, Dean Charlie, uh, Jim Broadbent, he's resigned and that, uh, and he's like, we're, we've reached a time where life stops giving us things and start taking things away. And at that moment, Indy's looking at the, his photo of a photo of his dad, and he's kind of reminiscing. And yeah, you get that cool, nice moment, and the music comes in, and it's it, and again, it's good. I, yeah, I really like that scene. It's a damning thing, but a compliment to the series as a whole. Is the only thing this film has going for it is that it's got Indiana Jones in it. <laughs> Yes, uh, yeah, right. And, if this hadn't been, and, Indy, and they don't do boom. him wrong, that's the thing that you can kind of come away from this is that there have been films that have been released where mm-hmm. characters I've really loved have been sort of changed for the worse, oh, and then I've come away from them and not like them. Recently, anymore. in fact, this doesn't do that at all. This just leaves Indiana Jones exactly where he was. You can kind of just treat Last Crusade as the final film, and this doesn't have some revelation that Indiana Jones was like related to the Nazis or something like that. Like not, not, no big thing to try and just cause something at the end. It's just another Indiana Jones. It's just obviously, and it's you obviously can just leave hooked it up with Marion had a son, but at the same time, his son doesn't need that's to be logical the new Indy. That, yeah. Yeah. That, that's logical that like, I mean, we all know that him and Marion have been going at it. Surely. Well, I mean, how, can you explain how <laughs> the, they the did energy, it? How a baby's made, Ant? 
well, what happens is she comes in to look at like your injuries and you you, you let her kiss <laughs> your elbow first and then oh, the baby comes ooh. out. That's it. He, Harrison uh, grimaces a little bit, but he's too tough to show pain, really. Uh, oh, yeah. Indy does show pain. That's what I like. There's no scene like that, right? You know the scene where I don't mean that scene in the boat. There, there isn't really a scene like that either. But it's not, no. um, just the scene, you know, where where Indy steps up. One sec, mate. Someone's banging on the door. One yeah, sec. man. No worries. I will continue by talking about how babies are made. I won't really. Um, what are we talking about? Yeah, Marion. Let's just see what Anne's got to say about that particular scene. But I'm going to put this in now. I think. Yeah, I think. Harrison is good. I think this is classic indie as Harrison playing him. I think he embodied the role. Harrison loves Indiana Jones, whereas he may not enjoy Han as much. He loves Indiana Jones and you can tell. And the fact he's come back for a fifth one, he yeah, they paid him well, but he's been all over Indy five. Whereas, you know, he's, I don't know how excited he was to come back at Han. He did the press tours and that, but he, he will always come back for Indiana Jones. And you can tell in this film, he's got, he still he, has that Indiana Jones quick quips, uh, he still got. He still has that flawed action hero vibe to him, um, and like the scene where he gets dragged into the car, fights his way out, and climbs out the other end. Good fun. I like it. And Harrison as Indy sells that scene even more, and we laugh because of the con- connection between Harrison and Indy. The it, you know the two are. I mean, people say that's an interesting one. I'm going to ask that massive stud when he comes back. Is what is Harrison's defining role? Because Harrison would want to be Indy, if not some of the other ones he's done. That's interesting, though. I want to see what that, that massive um, hunk says. Whoever that is, that's accosted him at the door. Leave him alone. Come back. Bring him back. He's mine. And, and Beth's, he's mine. Um, that's mine. Yeah, let's see what he comes back with. But yeah, I didn't like the aliens. Not really an awful lot. Like some of the, some of the logic as well. They, he's just like, the skull's in Peru. And he reads some ancient language and finds out where it is really quickly. And uh, what else have we got? There's a scene where uh, Indy gets the, the alien skull, places it against the door, and the door opens. That is like pure kind of like that is <laughs> Lucasy film knowledge, film like knowledge, logic. Sorry, or Spielberg or whatever. Where it's how do we get out of this situation? Don't say anything. Just grab the skull, put it on the put it on the door. Don't say anything. But it, we'll, we'll just assume that's what you needed to do. And, and, and Indiana knew that because well. Indiana knew he needed to do that. I also like the fact that I can call him Indiana as well. And like the Indiana. whole drops three waterfalls. Right. What I was saying, I was rambling on a bit there, mate. What I was saying about. Uh, I didn't know we were going to leave this in. I just had to go get the door. No, man. Uh, I've just been, no, I've just been rambling on and, and I've put up a few points. I was going to ask you. The first one is, well, it's not a point. I'm, I say, I said, I think, I think on your point, they did Harrison good here. And Harrison, yes. Harrison fucking loves Indiana Jones. He loves playing Indiana Jones. So I think it's his favourite character he plays out of he, this decade. He said and that himself. Solo. Do you yeah. think? Um, do you think this is his most iconic role? What would because he probably wants to be most remembered for this role? I think potentially. It's do definitely not decades. Yeah, no defining role. Or do you think he's still Han Solo first? <sighs> it's tough though, because this is this, this is this his is, trilogy. Yeah, this is his film quadrilogy. It's it's his. Star Wars is bigger than Indiana Jones, though, isn't it? But uh, I don't think that's things, yeah. that's not solely in part to Han Solo, as we found yeah. out with Solo. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know he wasn't involved, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, yes, I do think it is his most iconic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's, it's his vehicle. You've had another actor play 
solo by this point as well. Yep. I don't think you could have another actor play Indiana Jones himself. Not in this time. We've had River Phoenix as young Indy, and that was great. Uh, that yeah. worked. But th- th- that yeah. was young Indy. You can't, you couldn't do Indy In the same 5. film that he was in, yeah. Yeah. I don't think you could do Indy 5 without Harrison Ford. No. And have it be they, like, they've, set after They've this all film. said they're not going to do it without him, haven't they? They're not going to do it without Harrison. I you think he uh, he does have now. a lot of ownership over this, and obviously he loves like aviation and yep. all this stuff. Planes, like yeah. he loves crashing planes into the side of a golf course or whatever it was a like, celebration. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, he said he, if you read his Wikipedia, 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 sorry, get it right. The amount of the amount of uh, plane accidents he's had on issues he's caused with him, it's like Uncle Albert. He's just the most. It shouldn't Do be you in know a plane. One of my favorite Indiana Jones. Harrison Ford stories yep. is uh, I don't know if you heard this one the one where he's, he was driving his car I can't remember where I heard this <laughs> but he was driving his car and he had a frying pan on his lap what? with a bunch of weed on it <laughs> that was just f- putting fumes up into his face <laughs> Like, so he obviously didn't have something to roll it with or, or just couldn't be asked or whatever. So he's got this weed burning on a frying pan on his lap whilst he's driving. And he got pulled over by the police, I think. And they just, it was one of those classic, like, dodgy stories where they didn't do anything because it's, it's Indiana Jones. But it's like, Come on. how fucking dangerous do you want to live your life? I don't know how true that is. Somebody told it on a podcast that they knew somebody who knew. To, you couldn't make that up, though. Why would you make that? I've never heard somebody doing that. And that it sounds is a stretch like, to make that up, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, so it's either, I, I, I don't know. It, it I, I feel like that might be true. <laughs> it sounds kind of, from all, just from knowing what I know about Harrison, that sounds like the sort of the like stories you hear about him on the Star Wars like, set. Like, oh, back in he's the up day. to no good all the time, isn't he? So Back in the day, he was. And it is a naughty boy. He's always, he's, 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 that's what he's like, Harrison. He and is a naughty boy, right? Let me ask you a question here. This is... <laughs> Would Harrison Ford be cancelled in 2021? Yep. <laughs> yeah, there's just no, there's no doubt about it, mate. He's, yeah, he would be, wouldn't he? If Harrison Ford was now there and did the antics he was doing, then he would. Hey, oh, be, yeah, uh, especially the stuff with, like, obviously what was going well, on with Carrie with Fisher. Carrie, the- married man, Carrie, drugs. Um, yeah. Probably, he probably got in a few scraps as, as well. Um, he can't fly a plane, but tries, and he and he just and he just throws cash at the problem. You can see can't. the articles already, can't you? Harrison Ford's a danger to himself and everybody around him. Actually, yeah, not, not yeah, a nice yeah. man and all this. And, That's it. He's but, Har- he's again, the new Jimmy Savile. <laughs> probably shouldn't have said that. No, he, he did, Jimmy Savile does some other stuff that Harrison doesn't do. But yeah, um, I mean, yeah, yeah he he fixed it and then yeah, undid a lot of stuff. Yeah, um, filthy, dirty nonce. Who Jimmy Savile? <laughs> Rotten hell. Now, um, <laughs> Indy 5, mate. What, uh, now, now we touched upon this. What what needs to happen for you? They're bringing it back. And needs is the worst thing to say, but what would you it's want from this? It's coming out at an awkward time where Uncharted's now getting a film. And Uncharted yeah. has been carrying the torch for years of this kind of thing, this ancient... Uh, Tomb Raider as well, obviously. Tomb Raider does it yeah, as well, yeah. really well. Those reboot games as well, especially. Uh so those two series, and but one Tomb Raider already had a film. I haven't seen that film. Is that any good? The Alicia Vikander one. Yeah, I thought it was alright. I thought it was one of the better video game adaptations. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Like they've got that, but Uncharted. I don't think they're just going to try and be like a decent adaptation. I think they want to make that big. Yeah. They cast Tom Holland because they want this to go on for a while. Yeah, they so. want to make a franchise out of this or an IP at least, film and an IP. People got their pants in a bunch because Tom Holland doesn't look like Nathan Drake, but he does look like Nathan Drake 
in Uncharted 3, uh, the prequel bit where you're playing as young Nathan Drake, it looks exactly like him. Right. It's like almost like they based it on him. So that's what they're going to do. They're going to tell young Nathan Drake's story. Mm. Um, and hope that they can make be successful and make more going forward. Mark Wahlberg as Sully is just the most baffling uh, movie in entertainment mm. history. But Mark Wahlberg anyway, is the most baffling thing in movie entertainment history. He is, yeah. That dude needs to be cancelled as well. He's a nasty man. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you, you asked me about Indiana Jones 5. Uh, oh, yeah. It's coming out in an awkward time, like I said, because of Indiana, uh, because of Uncharted coming out. And I think they will be directly compared, won't they? Uh, uh, absolutely. For better or worse, they will be compared as to which one ends up being a, a more fun romp because... I think that's all everybody wants from Indiana Jones. And people speak about Indiana Jones a lot where Indiana Jones, it, it obviously Harrison is very much tied to that character, but Indiana Jones is an idea, isn't yep. he? Yep. He's, he's the, he's an ideal in the same way that like James Bond's an idea. It's just, it's just somebody we all kind of wish we were. We wish we were that smart, handsome and like had that life that they have where they go on these adventures. And that's what makes it interesting to watch. So I kind of think you could end up with a situation where that Uncharted film could be better at it just because it's, it is like a younger generation. It's, 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 it's a younger generation doing this, obviously, and it's a younger character that you can now follow into the future. Yep. I don't know what Indiana Jones 5 is going to do to provide that because obviously, I mean, as sad as this is, you can't prepare for a future with Harrison Ford for the next 30 years of filming, can you? Because he's an old dude. Like, he's not going to be able to do it soon. And... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do to try and either, is this going to be the swan song, the final swan song, which is what Kingdom of the Crystal Skull kind of was, but and it's definitely what Last Crusade was. They're having a third go now at going, Indiana Jones is done, or is it the start of something new? Um, yeah. That's what's going to be interesting. Maybe the casting of Phoebe Waller-Bridge has hinted to that, or maybe there'll be another person cast, another another girl, another guy, whatever between now and then to be the follow-up. But I think the bigger question on top of this as well, mate, is how interesting is an Indiana Jones film without Harrison Ford in it? Not. It's not it's interesting. It's not, because then it's not Indiana Jones, if you know what I mean. It's Yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. I think Uncharted's in a better position going forward because Nathan Lane's Drake... in the title as well. Yeah, and Nathan Drake's a video game character, so you could have Tom Holland playing him in this and then maybe the next one, and then the next one after that, mm-hmm. this first set of five films, you cast... I don't know, you could cast Chris Pratt or whatever name's hot at the time, like yeah. to play old Drake, older Drake. If, if the films were just called Raiders of the Lost Ark, the Temple of Doom, and didn't have Indiana Jones in the title and he was just a character in the films, then you could continue this, but this it's the Indiana Jones films, isn't it? So without and Indy... The last thing work. I want, I don't know about you, mate, the absolute last thing I want, and you know what I'm going to say, is I don't want somebody else to play Indiana Jones. Exactly, no. If they want you to do a play prequel... somebody else, I mean, like, in on. the thing... Yeah, prequels like are maybe Felix the only did, way yeah. to go because how did guys like this don't exist anymore at some nope. point don't they yeah exactly get, oh mate this has been said already get Alden Ironrack to play Indiana Jones can you imagine if he played Young Indy as well oh I'd fucking love it and I don't think it's financially viable based on what happened with Solo they'll just you know what these like suits will look at and they'll go no you already played him in a prequel thing and, and nobody got to watch blame it blame it on Alden yeah they'll blame it on Alden Ironrack but I would watch that all day, mate, because now he is young Solo in my mind. I think he nailed that. So it'd be nailed, weird to get the a idea, is what young, it's like you were saying earlier on. Yeah, Indiana it'd be Jones, weird to get a different young Solo. actor to play him in a different role. Do you know what I mean? You may I know, as well get the I know, same I know, you, I know what you mean, yeah. It's kind of like he's now, he's played young 
Han slash Harrison in one of his most iconic roles. And and the the the, the most like unspoken secret ever is that Indiana Jones and Solo are so similar, aren't they? They're such similar characters. You just you just yeah, take the fedora off and put on like a little space space waist. A bit more of a dickhead in Solo. Like he's a bit more like uh, scoundrel as they call him. Yep, basically dickhead. And the other one's a bit yeah. more smart. Like again, I'm. I, I'm sp- I'm saying this with reverence for like probably my favorite character ever, yeah. Han Solo. But like, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, uh, I mean, long, long answer to your question of excited for Jones Five. Yeah, I am, but I don't know what they're going to do with it. No, yeah. I don't know. I just, uh, there's what only about a, you, mate? There's only a few things I want, mate, and I don't I don't want them to keep going on about what happened in the last four films. As in, like, do you remember what happened with the arc? Hey, do you remember when we saw the? Arc? I don't want that. Do you know what I mean? And, and I know they're going to, but I just want. In all fairness, I don't though, want it to be a nostalgia like Crystal Skull didn't do that, did it? No, it didn't really. No, we had the scene, we had the nice scene with looking at Henry yeah. Senior. That was lovely. I just don't. But now we're living in a time where nostalgia rules. Like nostalgia yeah. now is, is like a massive thing where well, they're rebooting the and remaking they, things and Star that they bring Wars, back obviously. here is the nostalgia for how those films felt and not just their contents. I hope so. But the the main thing I want, mate, and. If I was, if there's something I need from this film, just ha- just have Indy as the main man. Don't bring in new family members. Don't bring in characters. I mean, for me, Marion served her story now. Do you know what I mean served her part in a story? I just want this to be completely about Indy. Give right, Indy so you do want the, the finale. Then you don't want the even uh, even whether he whether he lives or dies. Hopefully, he doesn't die. But I just want it to be more about focusing. I don't on think he him. needs to die, does he? I think he can just retire. Know. Yeah, I mean, I don't mean don't put other don't put other characters in and around him. But so, what do you want from sure. sort of Phoebe Waller Bridge's character? What do you think that role is going to be? Because I thought straight away, like I said earlier in the pod, I thought she, was, yeah, I thought she was going to be sort of just the, the up and comer, yeah, uh, an up and coming archaeologist. I think you're right. I think she'll be working at she'll be a professor or an up and coming professor, or she'll be. She, I don't think she'll be a student. Um, I can picture the scene already, like. Um, yeah, Indiana, we need you to go find this because blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, um, you're going to be assisted by our new youngest and greatest. And they, yeah. it's like, oh, God. And then she just comes along and they don't get along for ages. And then you get the moment where they do start to get along and all this. And mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, Maybe yeah. we can call back to that in a few years' time and that's exactly what happens. It's, or maybe you know, not. You, you know it is. As long as they focus on and make him the focus of the story, the heartbeat of the story, has got to be giving in Harrison Ford his final send-off and make the damn film his... Yep. But they've it's got like what we say, mate, well, mate. isn't it? Um, everybody wants a, another solo film, but the last name they seem to mention is Han Solo. Yeah. If you want a new Indiana Jones film, let's let's have Indiana Jones do Indy, something in it. Make yeah, make Indy Five happen. Make it make Indy the king of his own yeah. film. Mads Mikkelsen's the villain, so I'm pretty uh, as long as he's well written. That's fucking that's perfect good. casting. That's isn't good it? for like, me, mate. He elevates. I was thinking about it the other day that he's one of the best guys to show up on a cast list at the minute yep. by far he yep. showed he showed up in rogue one and made that better death stranding the obviously video game side of it made he that was the biggest better. problem for me in doctor strange was that they didn't use him enough yeah doctor strange uh obviously got hannibal which everybody's obsessed with yeah um even though he got cancelled he was the best bond villain in decades in casino royale yeah he was quality. Here's, here's another question mate Mo- moving from so we've done crystal skull our kind of final thoughts on that were it's all right it exists it's not in the, the world bonfire. 
it's not the bonfire that everybody makes out it's, to, to be, it's but not. it's not a great film it, either. It, it teetered on the on the edge of being very bad, though. Very not uh, like of the. It never teetered on the edge of being great, did it? No, it yeah, it's very much on the other side. It there are a few things that they, if they'd done. It, then it would have probably been the dumpster fire people seem to think it is. Oh, yeah. But yeah. It is to, it's, to me, it's like a five out of ten, maybe. It's like, it's it's half decent. That's half, the other yeah. half is just naff. It's, but it never really goes above that it, for me. Do you know what, mate? I didn't, like, hate watching it. That's the thing. I got bored, we do this a lot where, like, where, like, you sit there and we, we've watched a lot of films in here where I've been like, oh, God, I just wanted to turn it off or <laughs> whatever. That, that was never the case with this. It was, it was intriguing to watch what they were doing. And I think that's the case for anything Spielberg and Lucas touch because I'm a dumb fanboy for those two. So, like, I just sort of get interested by what they're doing regardless. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, so, moving on from that, we obviously spoke about Indiana Jones 5. We're yeah. both excited for it. We just kind of want... I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what I want from it. And you just want it to be an Indiana Jones. reference to Indiana Jones and make sure that the one, when, we, when, when the, when the end credits roll, we're not talking about any, anyone else apart from Indiana Jones. Yes. That's all I want. Here's the other thing then, mate. What do you want from this game that's coming out? Um, Cause that's almost as big a news story. The, the, the fact that we are getting an Indiana Jones game made by Bethesda. You were and very, just to give you excited. the, just to give you the thing on it as well, it's going to be developed by the people who made the specific team who did Wolfenstein. It's not like it's the Skyrim Fallout people. It's Wolfenstein. So they've obviously done two really good shooters. I was less up on the second one than I was the first, but the story in those were great. This studio is obviously very uh, up for telling stories about killing Nazis, which yep. we're all fine with. Not a bad thing, is it? <laughs> um, so, yeah, what do you want from this, mate? And again... That doesn't mean that because they made a first-person shooter in that, the developers of Fallen Order had done Titanfall before yeah. Fallen Order, which was a first-person shooter campaign, which then Jedi Fallen Order is obviously so much different mm-hmm. to that. So, yeah. Well, you mentioned Uncharted just now. I don't yeah. – again, uh, you know, I, I'm not – I'm not on your level of games, but I know the, the similarities between yeah. Uncharted. And I, I don't want this to feel like an Uncharted game. I said exactly the same thing, mate. Yeah. You, You've yeah. got to do more. And and look, in, in, and it's also the gameplay. In indie, indie's known for his whips. Make that exciting. Same as they did for Fallen Order and the lightsaber mechanics. Same make, with God of War with the axe. Yeah, make the whip the mechanic. Yeah, that's yep. a good call, mate. Yeah. And 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 I guess like villains. Like make sure we've got a good. Make sure we've got a good villain at the end. Are we going to get like old school Sega boss fights after the end of a level, or are we building up to a big fight? Um, so that would be for me. And, and I just can't Easter wait eggs. to punch a Nazi in that game. Oh, punch! Yeah. I hope the noises are all there from the old. The I, I, I want get all the that classic stuff. ones. But also, there's no mate, better noise than Indiana Jones connecting his fist with someone's yeah. jowls. It's like a thwack, <laughs> isn't it? But yeah. also, mate, Indiana Jones has to solve puzzles, doesn't he? He's a yeah, yeah, a, that. This is a perfect place for us to use indie smarts. Give him yeah. like give some of those horrible puzzles, which I can't fucking solve. But um, so that so the the the, the, the action like the whip mechanism that like so used to whip a weapon puzzles a and not uncharted. Divert the question even more. So it's going to have some of the gameplay feel from Uncharted, just in the sense that you're a guy running around shooting people and fighting people, which mm-hmm. is what you're doing in Uncharted. But Uncharted. You move through areas in that in the most linear fashion you could possibly move through, yeah. and then those areas are closed off. I don't know about you, but one thing I do want from this is more like something from Fallen Order, where you can retrace your steps through areas and go back and find new secrets and clues and stuff like that. And yep. 
um, not just run through like completely going crazy like Nathan Drake does. And there are secrets in that game, but like I said, once you move through an area, it's closed off then. Yeah, you can't, you go, can't back. go back. Yeah. And I want to be able to just... All oh, right, you've got this new thing where, like in Fallen Order, where you, you, I don't know, you find the you find the claws on um, Dathomir. On Dathomir, well, if you yeah. Go to Dathomir you go back before to other you get your powers. You're screwed. You can't. Yeah. But then when you go back, it's great. Yeah, but the fact that it lets you go there, even yeah. though even though the game knows you can't progress, it lets you go have a look, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what I want with this. Is your sort of mission in the game is right? You're set out now. You need to find, and you know what they'll do. It's the MacGuffins, is it? You need to find the five scrolls of blah 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 yeah, and you need absolutely. to get them before and and yeah there's not an t- actual time limit but the game is going to push the narrative that we need to find them before so and so so you're going to each of these different places to find them and i kind of think yeah it needs to take more inspiration from because fallen order is a mix of a bunch of stuff but the metroid aspect where you can go to and from planets and discover stuff and then gain new abilities to go deeper and further into planets or higher up or lower through the ground and i think that's what i want from this mm-hmm. big like Big hub worlds, little hub, sort of, no, not big then, little hub worlds, but a big variety of them to walk around. And maybe that can be, I can picture it already, mate, that you, you, you're there, you're at this one place, right, we found the, this key that might fit this thing and blah, blah, blah. You you press the button to go to the other place and the fucking, brr, 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 and it shows you on the map oh. and you go in, the plane's going along and that's the loading time to go to the other planet, you know, the other planet, other country. So you can basically just globe trot to solve this thing that you need to solve like mm-hmm. that's exactly what i want and I'm, I'm picturing that to be honest now like and again i'm not going to be like different gutted if it doesn't well. happen but yeah just like different it's, places instead picture fallen order but you're going around like the world in a plane and yeah. not oh, going around the galaxy in uh, a ship for oh example. mate could you get I, I, my, what, what i'm most looking forward to is actually seeing just seeing indie like, and in this like powerful powerfully driven game is how good indie's gonna oh, look oh yeah because that's the other that's the other thing that they've got here is that they don't need to, re- they, they can make this guy look and they'll get a voice actor in who sounds just like Indiana Jones yep, and Harrison exactly. Ford did then. That's what I'm looking forward to. It's just a, on, on a surface level, I'm looking forward to how the game's going to look as well. But that, that's it. I mean, I, I yeah. thought Fallen All looked great, but I'm just looking forward to seeing how they do it. But I'm used to the Star Wars world. How are they going to make this real world game? I always want to see how, it, how good it looks, man. Yeah. Well, especially they're going to take their time to develop this. But there's a, there's a lot they could do right with this. It's not really an awful lot they could do wrong, unless it's like derivative or smaller. Yeah, if, if it's not as big and sprawling as people would like, then you know that's that, that could be an issue. But there's a lot of yeah. things they could get right, mate. And I'm I'm looking forward to getting it as and when it comes out. And again, in a few years' time, we'll be talking about the Indiana Let's Jones just hope game. It's not a fucking exclusive now that Xbox have bought Bethesda up because that'll be the biggest Oh, I'm not buying an Xbox for that. I, I, I'm a Sony man through and through, even though I've got nothing <laughs> against Xbox, but I'm not buying a console just for that. I'll go I around and make You'd have play. thought with Disney doing this, they don't want it to be with one, especially the losing console. No, Disney want everyone to get Disney everyone's gonna money. Disney are going to want this on PC, Switch, mobile, PS5, Play on a bloody microwave they want, if, if, yeah. anything. Yeah, no, I, if, if it wasn't exclusive, I'd just go around me mates and play it because I do want to play it. But, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, oh, there, there's a lot see, that the thing is for right. me, I'm, I'm not against Xbox at all. We've got an Xbox in the house. I haven't bought the new one yet, but yeah, yeah. I'm saving for a wedding, so that's my excuse anyway. Yeah, I'm sure you probably have to save for that more. I know you'd, I know you'd <laughs> rather have the Xbox, of course. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that would be a system seller for me. They don't yeah. have one at the minute. They don't have a reason for me to buy it at the yeah. minute. The reason I bought my PS5 was for Demon's Souls and Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. and 
beyond that, mate, I've been playing PS4 games on it since, so you don't need one yet. There isn't yeah. even a, there isn't really anything unless you want those two games. There isn't a reason to get a PS5 yet, but that's what when you buy one of these consoles this early, that is it. It's an early investment, but um, yeah, yeah, you've got it then. Yeah, but Indiana Jones Five will be on everything. I'm only, I'm only just, I'm, I'm just joking about that. It'll be on everything. There's a chance the game could be better than this film, Indy Four. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. What, what, what was it? It was Ghostbusters, wasn't it? We were talking about Ghostbusters and how that became like the offshoot of the film, like the unofficial official Ghostbusters Three. Yeah. Not, I don't think the game's going to do that necessarily, but that's also what the I Ghostbusters hope as well. game is the best sequel to Ghostbusters since Ghostbusters. Yeah, you're right. I hope actually Indy has that as well. Obviously, the story we didn't even mention that the story. Eh? What's the story going to be? Is it, I'd love it to be kind of like a continuation of the films. So it's kind of like side canon. Well, it could be set straight after The Last Crusade. You it's, don't need to yeah. mess around with anything. Now you, we know he's still going, in, or because yeah. we've had King and the Crystal Skull. So Yeah, there's no line in that, I don't believe, where he says, like, I've been retired for 20 years or anything like that. Like, he's just been doing stuff. You're a teacher, part-time. So he's still out there and doing yeah. it. So, Professor. So, yeah, I think I think it's, there's high chances could be very good, but the the gamers out there like you and our buddy Bespin and that who are going to really look into the minutia and the nitty gritty, you'll be the ones I'll be turning to to tell me if you get yeah. it like a few days before me, what's it like? Because you'll be yeah. looking for things I might not do. I'm looking for a good time. That's what I want. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking for a good time. I, as I'm, I'm sitting here on the toilet cubicle. Um, that's what it says <laughs> in the bloody wall. I'm looking for a good time. That's the main thing I want, but there yeah. are a few things. I don't want it to be like a button mashery. It's got like, combination stuff like that, whip guns. Uh, there's a lot I want from it, but there's a, it's exciting. I can't remember. Let me just, I've got my Steam in front of me. Let me have a look what it's called. But there's a Indiana Jones game. I think it was on the PS2. And when you do, let's have a look. It's on here. Um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yep. Uh, no, not the Last Crusade. The Emperor's Tomb, that's the one. And when you play that, you can very much feel it's a precursor to Uncharted. The the, the roaming around and like the the, the way that the combat works and you move from hand-to-hand combat to shooting and all this stuff, like, yeah, you can feel that. So as much as that was the precursor to Uncharted, I want this next game to learn from what Uncharted provided and give us something more. Uncharted... Tomb Raider and Fallen Order and God of War and all these like open world sort of games where you're doing puzzles and there's combat and all this. It's it's so tailor made for that kind of game. Like in the way that we spoke about the Harry Potter game is so made to be an RPG yeah. where you're leveling up and you're talking to your friends and you're learning new spells. That is the that is the movie's experience distilled into a game mechanic. The Indiana Jones experience distilled into a game mechanic is exploration um, on. on puzzles unlocking stuff fighting set pieces shooting like all this stuff and yeah i think we'll get that yeah i'm I, confident it'll be a good game i think it'll people will just be pissed off if it's if, it, if they do if it is overly derivative and i think they know that i mean it's been it's been this long since we've got a game i think i, I think, I think they they'll have sat down and i think it will be their mission they'll be all sat around saying we do not want to make this like uncharted yeah. because yeah. the reality of it is and it, i I don't want this to sound like I'm being down on it here, but if they try and make it like Uncharted, they will lose. Uncharted is as Uncharted there is, is Uncharted. four mainline games. There's a spin-off on the Vita, and there's uh, Lost Legacy, which was the last spin-off, which is just yeah. a shorter game about two of the female protagonists in it, Nadine and Chloe. And that one's for me. I think that's the best one. Right. It's so well paced. It's so well done. But again, the difference with that is that. That is a linear game where you're just running through and you just do this stuff, whatever. I want this to be something you can explore around, like Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. I'm here for that, mate. And I think they know the risks of not getting this right or at least getting, or at least moving oh, yeah. away from certain other IPs, mate. But um, 
Well, that's indie done, I think, mate. Have you been uh, doing anything else over the last week at all? Speaking of Fallen Order, um, that's what I've been playing. Yes. Uh, I know I spoke, I think I spoke a couple of weeks ago, I said I was replaying it, but yeah. man, that game is great. It's and I, I said from the start, like, my biggest criticism of of it, um, and I spoke about this, uh, I was just on Postcards from Galaxy's Edge with Shannon, our, yeah. our mate Shannon. Oh, Shannon. I spoke about it on there where... Um, the biggest criticism of that game at the start when it first came out for me is that it was a Star Wars game. And I don't mean that in the way you think. I just mean in the sense that I, you, anybody who knows me, and you know especially Matt, I'm a fucking massive baby when it comes to spoilers. Yep. So the the strength of Fallen Order is exploring and finding all this stuff and finding the echoes and putting the dots together between the Clone Wars and the prequels oh. and this and the and even Rebels and the OT and all the connective tissue between it that you'll find if you look in all the nooks and crannies of that game. I didn't want to do that at the time because I didn't want to have the story spoiled, so I wanted to run through as quick as I could. And I don't know if that was a... Did you sort of get that? That was the same thing for me because I bought it. Certain games I'll get when it comes. I got Fallen Order the night it came out. And I played yeah. through it in a few days because I just didn't want to go online and have anything towards the end. And, and I was lucky. Nothing got is- fin- ruined for me. Yeah, that first experience for me is honestly could not be more different from like I've sort of gone to replay it um, about a year ago, and I just I just didn't end up carrying on. I think other stuff must have come out, mm-hmm. but there's not been games out for a while now. So I've basically just I needed something to sit and play through, yeah. and I've been playing through it methodically, like slow, not leaving. If I know that the critical path to go down to continue the story is straight ahead, I'm going left yeah. and I'm going right. Oh, and I replayed I'm, it, I'm mate, going back got all and- the seeds and fit and, and got all Grease's um, plants things. I went and pl- I went that well, How did you feel about it on a replay versus your first experience? I'd then? like it just as much, mate, because I had the same as you. I, I blasted through it and then going back. Well, that's and the exploring- thing. I like it more on yeah. a replay. Yeah, the same. Yeah, I like it much more because I get to explore. I get to it, it, the the law fiends in us get to look at all the echoes and all of the yeah. data bank entries. But also, it's just you, you're not you. It's a freer experience because when you're playing the game for the first time, you're so locked in. I've got to get this done. I don't want to die. Exactly. You got to get it done. You want to listen to all the podcasts on it. You want to maybe talk about it yourself. Even it's, it's, it's the unknown, it. isn't it? You don't know what's coming. Yeah. But when you play it the second time, it's a, it's a more free experience. You and can the have week, fun. So I bought it on the Friday by the, by the because it came out on a Friday, didn't it? By the Monday, there was a fucking trailer on TV with Vader on it, which is an absolute ridiculous, isn't it? That is what the it's, game it's, was built on. Well, it's not built on building up to like. It's a natural thing that Vader would come hunting for you. You're a fucking Jedi post order 66, but like, that's the kind of shit that made me rush it the first time. And I rushed it and I kind of didn't appreciate it as much as I should have done. I never once said it was bad. I I always say like that it got the star Wars aspect really, really right. But the gameplay stuff maybe wasn't as good as the things it was aping off of uncharted and, uh, the, the souls games. Honestly, on a replay, I, I think also, between my first time playing the game and now playing it, I've now played through all the Souls games, yep. yeah, which was course, a yeah. massive undertaking. But I feel like I'm pretty much in a position where I can be a bit of an expert on this genre of, of this kind of game. similarities or when they are aping off it now. Because you've completely. watched me play Bloodborne, haven't you? Yes, It's mate. so similar. Yep. It's so similar the way you're running around. The way and you move and like the controls and that and the, what's it called, the uh, combos and that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and, and, and the way you're running around and you're, you're finding these little secrets, well, yeah, and it, obviously yeah. it's different in Bloodborne, like where you're finding the villagers and you're learning their stories, but it's similar to the Echoes and stuff, and yeah. I think 
what has happened is not only it's a combination of two things for Fallen Order for me that which has now elevated it from like it was a really really good game to now it's a great and it would easily be in like I don't know it, it, I, I'm fucking sick of talking about like favorite shit because it changed all yeah. the time but you know what I mean it's like it's junked up it's elevated for me and it's for two reasons one I'm able to just appreciate every single detail in it not just the secrets that you find but just like just looking at stuff just visually like going and finding little areas and then obviously like little things like that finding a poncho finding a, a an echo whatever paying more attention to like the the moment by moment stuff and uh that's one reason why i'm obviously benefiting from this playthrough now where yeah. i've got all this free time because i'm not at work and there's no other games out so whatever i can sit and replay it but also the fact that, like I said, I've become so obsessed with the Souls genre mm-hmm. between the first time I played it and now that I just love, I just love this genre of game. Like I just love running around. It's obviously a mix between like a Metroidvania and a Souls game and an Uncharted game and all this. Oh, mate, it's just it. It is as good in a lot of areas as those games. It's just I've not given it the chance because I was rushing through it. Yeah, and, and I genuinely you miss do a lot believe when that. you do that as well, don't you? You miss. Oh an yeah, awful yeah, lot. absolutely. The amount of times where like. You can go down, so I, you know, when you first get to, uh, um, you first get the claws, you go to Dathomir, you go back and you go see the fucking dude with the hood up, but you don't know who he is yet. Oh, yeah, Taryn, yeah. Uh, you can go right, can't you? And you can go down there and fight that beast, and then yeah. you can go open up all the other stuff, and there's a bunch of the night, the dead night sisters that are down oh. there, and all this other stuff. I've never been down there because why would I? When I was playing it before, I was like, I need to get through, I need to go beat yeah. this boss. Also, made it a harder experience in that sense that I, I'm a stubborn bastard. I won't turn the difficulty down. So the difficulty is right up there. Um, but now, because I've done all the exploring, I've got all the life the powers, essences, yeah. all the force powers, uh, leveled up all my actual individual powers that you can unlock. It's just, yeah, it's just such a different game, giving it this chance. And I will stand by the fact that it being a Star Wars game is almost the thing that doesn't let me access it as well on my opening weekend mm-hmm. because I don't yeah. want people on Twitter to spoil it for me. But they will do. And again, people say, well, just stay off socials. For a movie, that's different. I can sit down and knock out a movie in two hours and then go back on the socials and I'm fine. With this, this is like, it's going to take you a long-ass time. I've been replaying it and I've been doing it like all week. Mm-hmm. Well, I've replayed it. I've replayed it twice now. First if you one want 100% to play... it, it's going to take you a long time is what I mean, isn't it? Yeah, it will do, yeah. The first time I replayed it was for, to, to, to have the wider experience. And the second time I played through it was for photo mode. I, just, I took thousands of pictures because it's yeah. such a cinematic game. And that's one of the things I love about it as well. But... I, on, in that year, we had Tross, Mando, and this. And I put this at the top for the story because I really got into the family vibe of it. I loved the story. I loved the look, the feel. I like Cal. I like the way it ended. This for See, me I was didn't like Cal the first playthrough. Uh, I, I said I think he was probably the weakest character in the game mm-hmm. the first playthrough. I, I've gained a much bigger appreciation for him in this. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I guess when, when I spoke about my... And, that, yeah, and you know more about him and what he's been through the second time, you kind of... Yeah. You get it more. And also, like, I spoke about when I rewatched Clone Wars and I said, uh, I put in a thread that basically I think that stuff like Fallen Order has enhanced my experience of Clone Wars. And Rebels did the same. And yeah. all this stuff... It, that's what doing this stuff is, and it? it connects it all together, and it, it all gets better and better, and it all builds yeah. on each other. That's and this what I said to you as well. Like we're having having read all the books and the comics and the visual guides and f- all the films, the animated. Going back to watch Clone Wars, you pick up on things you never yeah. knew before, and it, it does. And that's some of it is still order. crap, though. But yeah, that is the same for Fallen Order. There's a lot more in Fallen Order now. Having just rewatched Clone Wars, for example, where I'd not seen it all all oh, the way through in years. Definitely. All the stuff on Dathomir, the Night Sisters, all that, and then you go there in the game, and it all—it's do you know what I mean? It's all sort of connecting back, and I don't know, man. It's just 
it's such a great game. I yeah. feel like now I've experienced the game that everybody else did on launch, where instead of me being a massive baby and rushing through it, I should have just taken my time. But, yeah, but you don't want I didn't want to have it spoiled. Man. You don't want yeah. the ending spoiled because that, that ending, man, I was yeah. it's as, great. I, as soon as as soon as the big boy came in, I was like. I think oh, my, damn, this is it. This We're is dead. a question I'll, I'll throw to you then, mate, because I put a poll out for it as well, and you know what I'm going to ask you. Yep. Um, I know it's what do you think on this did, poll. What do, you, what do you think did Order 66 the best? Because just thinking about it, right, I know people like that. I don't think people talk about how good Order 66 is enough. Well, just like the, where, the idea of it, do you mean? Ju- just having this catalyst yep. that you can tell so many stories around mm-hmm. of before... The, the aftermath of it during it yep. what like you it is so genius as a, as a storytelling device that how many moments are we going to have and, and how many future moments are we going to have where like how is it that in revenge of the sith it's obviously powerful all these jedi are getting killed the and you're like oh shit for that as well. then it happens in fallen order and you're like oh my god this is so powerful again yep. then it happens again in fucking season seven of the clone wars and it yep. hits you just as hard every time yep. like so that's why I was asking. It's not. I think they're all great, but I just it's what hard to pick one. I picked. I, I I picked Fallen Order because you're in it. You're, yeah. you're in it, and you've got Anakin's betrayal playing in the background. You're a kid at the yeah. same time. You're not adult cow. You're like oh, your little cow. Playing is just as oh. soon as that music hit. I, I, I had the bumps. I was like, oh god, damn it! And I, I knew he it's wasn't going to die, but you don't know what's going to happen. And yeah, you see your master die. You see the you high five and the clones, and then they turn on you. It's because because you're in it and you're playing as that character, it hits harder. Right, yeah. Revenge of the Sith does it does it great. Of course, it's the OG. And in Clone Wars, when um, when the beat drops and and older sixty six happens, they and capture Ahsoka's it from a, just stood there. Oh, it's yeah, so good. And they capture it from a different side of it. Obviously, they, it's more Ahsoka and the clones. Fallen Order is is little Cal and the clones on a ship above the planet, as were. Ahsoka and that obviously Order Six uh, Revenge of the Sith deals with the actual slaughtering of the Jedi themselves, but there is so, again there are certain Star Wars pundits who believe this is what Star Wars should be, but there are more stories that you can sit in it. Like the Bad Batch is set post Order sixty six. Oh, yeah, this is going to build on it again. That's going to build on such, it again. It's such a genius building block for a story. It's like the Blitz. We're going to have Avengers, stories about this forever. Exactly, mate. It is exactly that. It is exactly like the snap, and, and the snap is genius. That yeah, because y- y- you get the feeling that you're going to get to a point with Marvel where, in the future, they could tell more stories about characters during the snap. Like yep. it's that much of a big cataclysmic event that yep. uh, oh shit, what's the fault? We've already had in One Division with um, Monica Rambo. We've already had like. Uh, flashback stuff to to what was going on there at the time mm-hmm. with the snap and like yep. yeah man it's just that, you're right mate I, that I was sat thinking as I was saying it I was like there was something else I wanted to, that was it it was that Marvel have now got theirs they've got this look event. at the Falcon and Winter Soldier it's all about dealing yeah with life yeah. after that and I don't this is the thing I was going to say like I don't that. think I don't think when it happened in Revenge of the Sith it was like that as in. When it happened in Revenge of the Sith, it was like, oh my God, that's pretty bad. But we never thought that it would be this impactful oh, this many years yeah, later man. across this many stories. Whereas with the snap, you kind of got the feeling at the time, of, oh shit, this is one of the biggest events in cinematic yeah. history. If Revenge and of the Sith was. comes out, if, if Revenge of the Sith was episode seven, eight or nine, then that moment is created for offshoot stories. But it wasn't yes. at the time. No, it was just, that's just, that's just what, I don't even, I feel bad saying this, but I don't even know if George knew how good it was that he'd done this. I think I don't think yeah. George did it, and then the when power, like the 
the potential power of like people are going to go in and see oh the Jedi are being slaughtered but I don't, but I don't he, I don't he think didn't George know that we were going to get Fallen Order and else. Siege no. of Mandalore of and like not. all the books and all the comics and I know he was building blocks on it anyway when he was still writing Clone Wars about the chips and about that's also that the, the lead stuff up. that's great about Clone Wars is mm. like the those arcs are great man yeah, where the clones are just that. sat thinking about like, well, we wouldn't exist without this war, but we only exist for the purpose of war. Like, it's so deep and fucking that great. That line and- is season seven. It humanizes them in totally. Like, we don't, we 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 don't want to be Rex in this says war, it, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. don't want to be in this war, but we wouldn't but exist without it. We're only here because of it. Now, what happens to them afterwards? Which I'm sure the bad batch is going to go into. All the sixty six man is is great, and obviously the execute or the memes and that. But it's become it's become a th- the prequels are known for a lot of things. But when they get, but like you said, the highest highs were there. Like all the sixty six yeah. was one, and and the books and the comics. There are Kotor, the Kotor came stuff from the prequels. Everywhere. People don't want to say that, but it did. Everything in Kotor is from the prequels. There is nothing in Kotor that wouldn't happen that would have happened without the prequels. The the whole thing is about the. It's again telling a similar story about how flawed the Jedi is, and yeah. they've even got a council in that game and all this stuff. People don't give it enough credit, like in that sense. So the prequels as a whole have created stuff that's better than those movies yeah that's, like, that's it the prequels the prequels are basically like the they were the jumping off point for uh, it's, it's like it's like bob dylan as far as i'm concerned bob dylan writes good songs but everybody else everybody else's covers seem to be better than his songs it's a bit like you know, <laughs> here's, here's the question you there, mate. I, I didn't mean to go down this sort of yeah, rabbit yeah, hole yeah. and i know we've got to wrap up soon i think but um Bonk. I don't think the sequel trilogy is going to have stuff that happens like this, where it's building off it left, right, and center. And I'm not doing this as a sequels on as good as it's not. It's, no, it's not about one series of movies being better than the other. But I just mean in the sense that the it's prequels had small. so much deep stuff yeah. that has been built upon since. I can't see like similar stuff happening. It's because in, they're smaller, mate. In terms of they are. the sequels took place in a, over the course of well under two years. So yes, exactly. the, the Starkiller base yeah. thing, maybe that you could build off that, but maybe, that would be the most comparable moment. Actually, is um, Hosnian Prime being Hosnian Prime? Sorry, not Starkiller. Yeah. Hosnian Prime. Sorry, just um, being obliterated. But I, I still um, don't know, man. They've touched on, on that a bit in the books, haven't they? A, a bit, and obviously, Resistance, the animated show, touched upon that kind of. Yeah. Um, I guess obviously the obviously the only other glaring one is just Ray herself. Like what what happens to all the main cat? Where, where do they go? But. That's not the, really the, jumping the thing off with Order 66 that makes it special, though, is Cal Kestis and uh, uh, Topal didn't Jara exist. Topal, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jara Topal, yeah. They didn't exist. But now in my head, when I watch Revenge of the Sith, I'm thinking about Cal and yeah, Topal above, on the ship. Above like, Brecker, man, and what's going yeah. on with Rex and Ahsoka. And yeah. what All that is in my world. head now when I watch Revenge of the Sith is... And that's what you want, though, isn't Rex it? Rex and thing, yeah. I, I fucking... I love Rex so much. Yeah, and that's what any kind of extended canon in any IP should do. It should it should enhance your original viewing. So in terms of exactly, Revenge of the yeah. Sith... We can now watch Order 66 and we've got all these other ideas of what's going on and it makes it even worse. I also, you know, with like rewatching the Clone Wars, like I said as well, rewatching the whole thing after Siege of Mandalore... Yeah enhances so much about it because you're watching then and you know where Rex and Ahsoka end up and you know that they end up then in Rebels and you know what that journey looks like and you know that Ahsoka is still looking for him in Mando yeah and it's great man what are we gonna get Rex show up in a live action show I think I think so mate we've got we've got Tim Morrison honestly mate I would lose it I would fucking love it if Rex shows up Filoni knows 
You know, but whilst I don't always agree with everything he does or all of his creative choices, he knows what we like, doesn't especially he? when it comes to Ahsoka. I still think I know pre Mando, I still think her scene with Vader and Rebels was a perfect send off for her. But then we yes. wouldn't have got the Mando episode, which I think was incredibly good. So I don't dislike the character of Ahsoka either. But we know Filoni's No, I've, 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 I've really grown to love herself. Same here. I've, I've had the arc that a lot of people have had. It just took me about a decade longer. But yeah. what, what Fallen Order also got right, though, mate, was like someone like you mentioned watching Order 66 with New Eyes. I look at someone like Taron Malakos, who was the Jedi and Dathomir, the Fallen Jedi. He was a general in yeah. the Clone Wars. So when the Clone Wars are going on, that guy from yeah, Fallen Order know, was, was a hero. Yeah. He was in like Anakin and General Kenobi. He was on the same level as General Kenobi. Yeah, out there somewhere, and Pong Krell, that General Kr- Pop Pong Krell, yeah, oh Pong, and he was out there. So now this is where he be- he came up, and I would I'd love to see find out what he was up to. And they're not going to give us a Taron Malakos spin off, but I'd love to just have a little a little nod as to what where he was, what what battles he fought in, and because that's a great story there. Like it's what Star Wars does. It's it's it will give you a character to say I was a general in the Clone Wars. Yep, and you think oh. Ooh. And all this comes from that one line, obviously, in A New Hope. Yeah. Which is... Um, the rebel spies have yeah. done this, yeah. And, and, and uh, uh, you fought in the Clone Wars? Yeah, like, oh, that, yeah, sorry, yeah. That, straight away in your head, you're like, oh, shit, what the was the what? Clone Wars? Exactly. Yeah. And there's, and that that's what Star Wars does well, and the fans and the creators know that. And I'm glad that they've latched on to something like Order 66, because I don't think you could overdo Order 66 for me. I don't. That's, that's more what I was saying, yeah, is that... I'm never going to tire of different angles from yep. this story. Yep, because we and also because we know what come what it leads into and what be, that then sets everything in motion and then everything that comes in the films is because of that. Obviously, yeah. Palpatine rising to power in Episode One from then onwards is what starts it. But without Order sixty six gets rid of it, it gets rid of the Jedi and the Sith can rise now. They've kind of done it in another way from the Empire's perspective of. Uh, Death Star 2 blowing up at the start of Battlefront 2 and Aiden reacting to yes, that. And yeah. I love that as well, where like Aiden's obviously sat there and she's like, I told them, like I told them about this. And mm-hmm. they've, they're like, the incompetence has let this happen for a second time. Yep. Like we've lost everyone. And like, it's good to see that side as well. Like, yeah, obviously. I, I love seeing that because it doesn't change. You know, they're not they're not retconning what happens. They're just showing it from a, a ground oh, angle, yeah. which we would that, have seen. That's yeah. the important thing you've just said, mate, is that it's great when tertiary material in a sense from the movies which it is isn't yeah, it like it is, yeah. everything else builds up the movies it's not like the movies are made to build up fallen order it'll yeah. never happen because no. movies are made for a more general audience yeah. so you can't have a movie because people want that and it's just a bit silly i think to want oh why aren't they referencing this 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 and this well you can't it can work one way and it, yeah, it literally you, can't you can't work the other no you, you need general audiences to watch movies and they need to be able to understand it fully us though us fucking dorks with nothing better to do with our time. Nah, you're right. Books and play these games and watch these animated shows and just froth over like the Mate, world build. And that's that, that's and that's what they're getting better at now. They are now that the sequel trilogy is <laughs> over, they're getting better of tying other things up. Um, so I did have a question for you, but I've totally forgotten it. It's going to come <laughs> to me in a minute, mate. What were we so talking? This episode about? now is going to be. Uh, what have we covered here? Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, what we want from five, and Order sixty six. Yeah, Order Order six. I mean, that's, uh, oh, that's it. That's what I was going to say. Right. This is this is this is like the newer way of thinking, especially from certain um, factions of the fandom. And that, do you think we'll ever see Order sixty six from the villain side? 
I know you could say Revenge of the Sith was that, but I mean like a, a situation where you've got a, an episode, series or film where you see the bad guys plotting it and uh, or, or, or they're with it. They're within the, the circle with the Jedi. Who, who would you be? Who would you be thinking here then? I, I don't really know. To be honest, because like Palpatines or just like, or no, just um, I, I don't, I, I don't know. Actually, I'm just kind of riffing, but because every time we see it, it's more so we feel sympathy for the good guys. Yes, Whereas, I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm we, trying to think whose who, whose perspective. I mean, we could obviously, see Palpatine. Fallen Order, Revenge of the Sith, and uh, Clone Wars. We are seeing it from the villain's point of view because we are. We just yeah, don't know that because we the, see clone, the clones yeah, reacting to it. We're now. their mates until that moment, but I wonder if we could. It would have to be Palpatine because he's the only one who knew about it, actually. So mm. that's probably a, a moot question, but it sounded good in my head. <laughs> there we are. No, but I was trying to think if there's anybody else around. But he'd got rid of all these honchos by then, hadn't he? Maul he, he didn't had know about it, but he knew something was going on. Yeah, and we see we saw Maul's complete reaction to it didn't yeah. we in siege of mandalore like um, he's almost like this is genius basically yeah but he's even like to the point where maul almost becomes an anti-hero in that moment because he he says like you he says to so good he's like you don't know how bad it is and, yeah. he, and it's skywalker yeah. and she's like no no that's not the, like oh d- just for my way in on which one did it best i think it was siege of mandalore yeah that's interesting because- that none of us have gone for the film which did it great these are all great and i think my ranking would be siege of mandalore fallen order then the film and the film does it on a way bigger scope yeah. but the compliments i'll give is that like siege of mandalore does it on a personal level to the most important people there in really the Wars, when you yeah. consider that it's anakin's apprentice yeah. and the main clone captain rex they yeah. are the two most important people to get the reactions from from order 66 for me oh is that and then Rick- she's the only one who's one of the only ones who survives that like on a big scale. I know we got Cal after, but you know what I mean? From the Anakin knows. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. One of the only ones who survives and Rex is the most fleshed out clone, isn't he? By far, by, by, a country by mile. far, mate. And uh, my favorite clone as well. Obviously everybody's favorite clone. I think Everyone isn't it? Rex. like, is that a happy uncle you've got any? Yeah. And like, seeing oh it makes me so happy that they got his like inhibitor chip out as well because then you can t- like again you can think about what that affects him and how he he, he deals with that and obviously rebels touches on it that's what i was going to say mate rebels touches on it as well because yeah really well canaan yeah. has no love for these people when he references because you killed my kind my yeah. brothers so even yeah. they in, in a lesser way they don't yeah. touch upon the, the incident but it's the relationships that came from it or lack of yeah. that's yeah. the dissonance that that was interesting and I think Fallen Order does it best on the personal level, as mm-hmm. in not because we got obviously the two best characters reactions you could wish for. I think are Ahsoka's and uh, Rex's. Yeah, and um, we've had more. We've had more time with those characters rather than and, Cal, and for example. Cl- they're close, so she's devastated when this stuff's happening, isn't yeah. she? Like, and, and that's that's what I mean. But with Cal and uh, Jara Topal, you get like the most personal one. Because that journey goes over the whole game, doesn't it? Where he even like breaks his own lightsaber in frustration that he's like yeah. has that moment with his master, his and master and apprentice. It says to him that moment where he's like, "Your blood is on my hands, nah. your, my blood is on your hands, Cal." That's and he it. screams and like, I just fuck that quote, up. but and yeah, he, you know what he, I mean. When he's in, and and, and my, my last point on that is, Cal is going to crash land on Brecker, but for the whole time he's there, he's got the corpse of his dead master. He's got to ride in oh, the ship yeah. with the corpse the whole time, man. Yeah, and. Again, that that then gets followed up on. It, oh, Fallen Order is a masterclass in pacing. 
Yep. Where you have this low and, and structure of like character. You have this low moment for Cal where he smashed his master's lightsaber and he's like devastated and all this stuff and blah, blah, manages to fix it together with the lightsaber of his new master, which yep. is amazingly thematic as well. And then that whole section of Ilum, you'll have noticed this as well. I know you will, where, the whole section on Ilum, the score is so upbeat, it's unreal. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's like Instead of the score, score being like this, like, like uh, what you're on on Dathomir, where it's like this looming, like, Ooh. sort of thingy score, like it's Sith kind of skin, score, yeah. you get the, like, dun, 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 and you're sliding down the things and you're yep. smashing everybody and you get that new power where you can sp- split the blades and it basically fucks everyone up, oh, no matter dude. what they are. And you're just obliterating everybody and it's like that power fantasy that you've you basically haven't got in the whole game of fallen order you're being pushed back against and it's quite hard and in that moment on ilum you're a jedi master by that well, on, you're on, just a fucking beast aren't and you? there's that you're bit on dathomir when where he goes back to dathomir with his yeah. and and uh jara to pole goes to strike him and he just stands there yeah and he and obviously and jara jara's got the lightsaber it's his head. not it's not his fault like, and he's now accepting yeah. like, he like and you're, you're the man that's so good yeah and uh, yeah, the larger point here is that I think that is the best personal story yes. of Order sixty six, a best personal small story from that. But then the scope wise, Revenge of the Sith beats them all, doesn't it? Because it's showing you every single Jedi, yeah. and, every- and there were more but, which they yeah. had in Suribor, which they didn't put in. Yeah, and obviously you get like the Youngling stuff, which is a bit, meh, but whatever. Um, <laughs> you you get like all the Jedi died and stuff, but it it does lose out a bit on showing you that many different characters getting killed who basically a lot of them didn't even have lines yes is a lot less effective than just showing you like cal just reacting to his master getting killed by and they do it so well and they know exactly what they're doing where you're walking around that uh ship and you're talking to all the clones yep high five him in that and they're being high five him hey cal how you doing like um he's like want me to beat you lady want to beat your high score and all this like that's it. I didn't. I, I I was daft in that moment. I had no idea it was coming. Even when the clone shot you with his stun on, I was like, "Ow!" You should have been more aware of your surroundings. Yeah. I had no idea it was coming. Obviously, until you go up to the vantage point and you meet uh, Jaro, and the clone behind him suddenly looks at his hand. I yeah. generally had no idea. Just, a lot of other people said, "Oh, I, I saw it coming from a mile off." I, I didn't see it coming. And I like was just you said, so and into then you it. Get- and then you get Anakin's betrayal playing while you're trying to climb out of the started, ship. I was, I was like, yeah, that was that was it. Like all the '66 was oh, horrific, but putting that song over the top of it was just like the masterstroke. Brilliant, yeah, it's brilliant. Fallen Order. So we've kind of just we've kind of just two things that I liked, but wasn't as hot as everybody else in Clone Wars and Fallen Order. Both sort of complimenting each other in a way where revisiting them has now made me sort of adore them both. Yeah. And that's the good <laughs> thing is, as well. You can go back to things and, and Oh yeah. Cause you know me, man, like Star Wars or not, or fucking whatever, like any other movie franchise we talk about, like I'm just going to react in the moment and yep. I'd rather react in the moment, honestly, than sort of give you a answer from the fence and yep. then think about it. Like, so Whenever you guys listen to this, because obviously we've not done stuff on Fallen Order and Clone Wars prior, but you you guys ever hear us talk about a film like that is our honest thoughts in that moment, isn't it, mate? That's what we pride ourselves on. But the the other thing that we do push all the time at NPM is that it's okay to then revisit something and feel different about it based on new information from new things or just based on yourself. See based the on Alex Garland episode, for example. Alex Garland episode, perfect example. Matt obviously infamously hated before them. Yeah, 
yeah, hated um, Annihilation and, well, the ending specifically, didn't you? And then yep. two films that you're absolutely in love with now. Yep, and that's it. You you you, you, spe- you, you watch other and things. And Ex Machina, you weren't as big a fan of that. I wasn't. I, d- I wasn't into the hype of it. But then yeah. removing yourself from it, watching other films which you don't realise that are of a similar vibe and tone and style, and then going back to watch this, and it's like, actually, this is the best of the lot. I mean, this yeah. is great. So, yeah, that episode is emblematic of exactly just that. And there's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. like, and we've had episodes where, like, well, like, obviously, like the Nick Cage one, but that was to a lesser extent, obviously. But where you'll like a film and I don't, you're not going to say you like a film because I do, and vice versa. No, no, it's, of course it's, not. That's not the way it works. I think the first few weeks of this, we kept picking uh, movies that we just wanted to choose because there was no movies coming out. But since movies have been coming out, I've been a bit like. Uh, I've been a bit of a downer on some of them. Like well, I wasn't into for that. Yeah, we weren't. I mean, the aliens. Even we even we we like Alien Three. Alien Resurrection didn't get a pass, but nah. Yeah, we wouldn't. Yeah, Alien Three. That's another one. I completely completely turned around on. Yeah, we'll I, that's the last one I would. That is the last one that I would have put on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even right. even over Resurrection, even though I knew that like alien three was like not as bad as resurrection at least resurrection has got some shit happening on screen that you can just look at like you've said to me before but now alien three is like one of the most intriguing to me now yeah yeah and everything because because of all everything the surrounding it as it, well like, yeah only adds to it but yeah man no you're right npm npm we give it to you good that's the tagline for the show now but <laughs> um yeah well i reckon that just about doesn't i haven't really been doing anything else i watched rocky um and i watched the new invincible else, but mate, no. that's it mate no, I haven't done anything else. I need to catch up on Invincible. I've missed the last two. I, I, I'm up to date. I want to watch the new one tomorrow upon yep. when this is being recorded. But other than that, I, I started to watch A Nightmare on Elm Street 2 yet last night, um, mm-hmm. Freddy's Revenge, but I was so knackered that I I, I got 10 minutes in. I was like, I, I'm not going to be able to make oh, this. I had, so. I had, as, as we said, I had one of them days yesterday. Very yeah. tired. Yeah, a bit tired today here, still, but I feel like this conversation's woken me up a bit. That's it. Well, I'm going to be woken up because I'm going to go to the supermarket in a minute and get some oh, grub much, for the house. Nice. So um, that's yeah. my. So everyone listening, I've been to the shop now. This is the future. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's about <laughs> it, mate. But all been consumed. Yeah, there's not. I'm, I'm going to have to go back again because I'm a fat git. But uh, I think that's it, then, mate, for the episode. You, you calling yes, it mate. there? Yes, mate. Yeah. How long's this one? This is a long one. <laughs> this one is going to clock in about an hour, just shy of two hours. Yeah, that's fine. That's we, fine. We go through a lot of stuff, don't we? Yeah, we do. Okay. Well, you mentioned a poll which you put up. Where can the, where can everyone find you and your polls online? You can find me and my poll are at Ant Shop First uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I've been streaming Battlefront Two again. There's been like some people hanging out this week. It's been fun. Um, yeah, just come hang out in there, speak some Star Wars shit, do whatever, speak whatever you want. Games, movies. Um, it's not polls. just Star Wars, but mostly Star. Wars. Uh, yeah, come hang out. Um, where can they find you, mate? Uh, what I watch tonight across all of the socials and letterbox. What I watch tonight.co.uk. You find me on there. I am actually going to start reviewing films soon. I've said that for the last year. I will do. <laughs> um, and if you want to find me and Ant together, um, a pub or MP Madness Pod across all of the socials, you'll find us there. If you know an Indiana Jones fan who doesn't mind Indy Four getting pooped on a bit. Let them know that there's this episode, and also and again, they love pop culture. Like we say this every time. I just want to preface it: if you love Indiana Jones four, power to you. Yeah, just, damn right, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're not, we're not gonna, we're not gonna judge anybody on anything like that. That's not what this podcast is about. No, we, we just, have, we, have fun, we can't but, sit here yeah. and just, we, we give you our honest thoughts, and 
again, uh, if you love Indiana Jones 4, if it's your favourite Indiana Jones film, if you think the rest are shit, then just what? We're, we're film fans in the right sense, or pop culture fans that we know it's okay to, for people to like things we don't and vice versa. Wouldn't yeah. that be great if everyone was like that, hey? But we, we can't we can't contradict ourselves by asking people to not come here with everything anything but their honest thoughts when that's what we're going to provide for you. So yeah, exactly. So if you do like Indy Four, let us know and let us know what it's about. It that'd be quite cool as well. But um, mm-hmm. well, that is that one then for this one. Next week we've got another filthy show for you to look forward to. But until then, let me cough <clears throat> from me. See ya, and from Ant. Peace. Bye bye, Jonesy. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs>